0: 11 o'clock comics, episode 86. <laughs> to the point. Bang. Right out the gate.
1: Real in nice.
2: yeah, that's right.
0: Not messing it up. Nope.
1: Nice. So is
3: is I just Okay.
1: All of us. I'm, I'm right? going so through, of this I'm, is messing it up. I'm
3: going through the uh, the DCBS special orders and and, and pre orders paid, right? And and I'm looking at all and I noticed in the December pre order thread a few people were talking about DC's advanced solicits for their collections because it's, it's a couple months. But by the time you get the book you may yeah so long, long, long is <laughs> are, are, um and and i'm looking at the uh are 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 the people who love to bitch about other publishers putting out collections are they well, are they praising dc for putting out so I, many collections you know, i yeah, don't I'm, know wait 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 i'm going to jump in here real quick and say and and
4: and we've talked about it before. I just it's want to know which not, one was solicited. It's not for us to order out of. It's a fucking retailer catalog.
0: What? What? Wait. What is the book in question what, anyway?
3: Is it, no, it, it's it, just it's just a slew. Oh, of
0: I thought I thought the trade maybe the. Planetary things were advanced. But,
4: yeah, no, our, our, our but people, They are. are they, they are. because because the because the delay in how long it is until until it's actually released that it's solicited now and it's not is that what you're saying people are getting? No, upset it's not about? just. No,
3: no, it's it's not just planetary. I mean, you have you have another Justice League International. I mean, like every, almost yeah. every new collection has the little mm-hmm. advanced solicitation, and that's fine. But there are there, there seem to be. Maybe it's the first time I really am looking at it, but there seems to be a lot more collections coming from DC in February uh-huh. or solicited for February. shipped for for December's previews. There's a lot more collections this month than there seems to be from me in previous months.
0: Yeah, we're we're, we're dishing up the meat
3: right is early, that, getting that, it up right. right. Into it. So what's the problem with that? Is it more better? I'm just I'm just curious if the people who no. love to bitch about. Marvel putting out so many trades.
0: No, I don't think oh, it's. Oh, crazy. so it's for, a Marvel DC. No, 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 no. I, I don't think it's good at all because, <laughs> you know, we all have certain budgets, and and when in the we case do? of yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> so I, I know it's an amorphous budget. I mean, it exists sometimes, <laughs> it doesn't. But we have a certain amount of money that we like to spend, and when these wonderful, beautiful, gotta have them books come, and we're paying for them now, we're not getting them till May. That's like. I don't know. That's stretching oh, it because
2: that, that, that's that's your choice to pre-order. Yes, absolutely. I was going to say in the in the case of, of this particular stuff, I um, Absolute Planetary number two is pre-solicited for May, and then Absolute Planetary number one second printing is is also solicited this month. Um, but for me, uh, yeah, I mean, would I prefer to get them two months from now? Sure, but I, I don't mind at all because it, I'm There's getting so much stuff in it. You're not even what I mean, the hell? You gonna
0: were gonna bitching book. about image. About the advanced solicits. Remember, way way back in. Oh yeah, the- uh,
2: no. Right. Here's my thing on advanced solicits. I, I've talked about this before. If if it's if I'm saving some uh, if I'm if my discount through DCBS is such that I know I'm not going to be able to get that volume without pre-ordering the advanced solicit, I'm going to do it. Like so. That's what I'm saying with the planetary. DCBS, the badasses that they are, have both at 50% off. Mm-hmm. And if you use their code this month, Planetary5, you get an additional 5% off that. So you're getting either one or both, in my case, for 55% off, which is insane. You, can't get, you cannot get absolutes that cheap, except maybe occasionally, you know, like a, a TFA, Nick and Dent sale, or like, you know, maybe if you scour <laughs> eBay, you find one. But, but you're not going to get those for any cheaper than that anytime. What's this code shit? What do you mean? I don't
0: I know nothing of this code. Where did this code you, come from?
2: Do you use the Excel spreadsheet? No. Oh well, on the Excel spreadsheet there's a cell for a code. They have a code every month, and you can look what the code is, and it's, it discounts some subset of books. Like you know, they uh, had like a secret invasion code. They had a final crisis code. This month is a planetary code. Bitch. So.
0: Well, you're gonna yeah, have well. to. Yeah, that's all right. All right, let's get this thing moving yeah. here. You got yes. Chris all worked up. right going out no. in the gate. D-
4: David Fuck and Chris fucking going fucking previews. I want hey, a Iron dude. Copy of that.
2: <laughs> hey everybody. Throw you know it Into
4: a bonfire <laughs> and burn those motherfuckers. Oh, it's up. like my Bible. Yes. I don't know oh. what I do with me too. I love
0: previews. Oh, I sleep with mine. This dagger
4: that is in the heart. Of the
2: my capital capital industry. City it's, pre, it's the previews catalog. Uh, now nah, mm-hmm. I would buy half of what I buy now if I didn't have previews.
0: But it's yeah. a necessary evil, dude. You said it's a tool for the retailers to order. There's no previews. There's no retailer order going it's, on.
3: It's a tool for retailers. It's really. We should get the consumers order form. But oh, as far sucks. as the covers yeah. and, and and the soli- and, and the actual
2: text from the solicits, I agree with Chris. This, well, but here's the thing, though.
0: Oh my God, it's a mess. On, this episode on, is note. a and mess. Is going going in. <laughs> <It got>
2: Dodge on, logic. Dodge and logic. We're all excited about, right? Yeah, not, not even 5% of LCSs will order a copy of Dodge and Logic. If you, don't pre- if you the customer, don't pre- go look in your previews and see it's there or know it's there and go up to your customer at counter at your LCS and say, hey, pre-order this for me. I want uh-huh. a copy. You will yes. not get a copy of that.
4: Bad Please. retailers. And it's you know why retailers. they're bad retailers? is because they've gotten lazy yes. and they rely on their customers to pre-order product.
5: Well, it's not well just they like can only
0: expend so much. Yeah. Them. They
2: can't. I mean, like, look, Chris look. Can we stop
0: one that. second? I love you. I love all of you. We have to tell them what this is. Besides a holy it. hand cluster thing going it's,
3: on. It's, it's the, a the select episode if they don't know by now. I know. This
0: is <laughs> 11, <laughs> o'clock <laughs> Thank okay, 11 o'clock comics. 11 o'clock comics. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. I'm Vince B. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> 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 oh,
4: I'm Christopher Naismann. This is this is King
3: Dap's fault, by the way. He threw it, it is. off the track oh, at the beginning. It is. It is. Yep. And I'm um I guess oh blame me, I'm David Price. <laughs> uh
2: and I am uh, feeling a little randy because of something I ate because I'm Tony Chu
6: No. Uh-uh. No,
0: you're not Tony Chu You what did you eat anyway? You are and Jason
1: Wood.
0: All here, all apparently worked up. Fired so up, it's in. a good well, thing, a, yeah.
4: Let, let, let's let let's keep it rolling here, Jason. What did you wash down whatever you
2: you ate, Mandy? That's,
0: that's a professional segue right in, there.
2: In honor of uh, uh of my boy Joss Whedon, who I've been getting a little uh, all about this week, uh, I am uh I'm drinking a firefly. Oh okay, uh, you know, which is, is that? which is uh some Grey Goose vodka. Well, in my case, Grey Goose. I don't think it has to be. Uh, some grapefruit juice and uh, some grenadine. Okay, so what...
4: that. David, would that be like a, 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 a what a greyhound? No, that that's
2: grapefruit juice, right? That's what I'm thinking. Grapefruit juice think vodka okay. and grenadine. Yeah, yeah
4: that that's that's a that's a, a what's, it's a greyhound with uh, with grenadine then, right?
2: Well, it, hence it being a firefly oh, uh, and
1: okay. Joss
4: Whedon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So Joss Whedon makes you Randy.
2: No, Palmer, no, no. I, I was trying to make a Tony Chu joke. You know, he's a oh. sibopath. He eats stuff. He feels a certain way, but. <laughs>
0: Yeah. In, I tell you, Inara makes me Randy. Woo, that oh. woman.
6: Aurora? Aurora Arru-
0: oh. No. <laughs>
6: yeah,
0: Ar- <laughs> Aurora don't make me Randy. That's uh, definitely not. More, more
1: Storm jokes. No, I love Storm.
0: She's an essential part of the X-Men. Very oh, valuable nice. asset to the
4: team.
3: holding as he's saying it.
4: David, David, how about you?
3: Uh, I am drinking some Nog with some Maker's Mark.
2: Ooh, look at you, mm, festive. I love festive cool. talk. Bring it, it, it on, nice. festive people. Nah, no, no, don't, don't bring it on. Well, what? Dude, heavy. I will bah humbug the shit out of you if you if you don't like Christmas, Vince. I hate it. It's, uh, it's what? A chill, chill. Oh, you're such a fucking downer. Really?
1: I don't love
2: mind.
0: Christmas. No, just keep going. I love Christmas for the kids. The rest of it can can go straight to hell. Uh, How about that? Bah humbug. I, all right. I am drinking two weeks in a row Yingling traditional lager. How about Damn. that? Damn. You know why? We don't
2: have <laughs> any spirit.
0: We don't have any Peppy Mac. We're all out. Nice.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and was- uh as, uh, as, as my old pappy would say, uh, o- over here in Chicago, it is, uh, gotten colder than, uh, a witch's tit and a tin bra. It is, it yeah. has gotten chilly here. So that means it's time to, uh, to roll out my favorite, uh, wintertime drink, which is, a uh, hot toddy.
1: Yeah.
4: And everybody makes these different. It's one of those kinds of drinks that everybody kind of does their own little thing. Um, i i i serve, I usually have mine in a coffee cup you know it's a uh, you know big Starbucks coffee cup and uh put a little bit of brown sugar in the bottom of the cup uh then some jameson Irish whiskey a couple fingers worth anyway and then I take a um uh, a slice of lemon and I put cloves in the in the lemon you know kind of like one for for each uh um wedge in the in the lemon and then fill it with hot water
0: neat yes cool and this explosion of unprofessionalism was brought to you by <laughs> DCB service that's discountcomicbookservice.com dcbservice.com where you can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at way massive discounts extremely high uh, can't find them on the street discounts 35 45 50 75% off your favorite funny books you got to pre-order them through that beautiful entity known as the previous catalog, and you'll get them delivered right to your door. It's no must, no fuss, excellent service, great people, dcbservice.com. Type it in. Wow. You'll see it. And stick around because Zach Kruse is going to have a very important message for you all. You'll hear it when it comes.
7: So. Nice. Okay. Trying this again because apparently, I don't know, my, my phone hung up. I hung up I hung up the phone on my face. This is Eckruzie again. Like I said before, your buddy from DCBS and the forums and the Happy Skeptic and all and all that jazz. So, let's start from scratch. The reason I'm calling, and this is now the second time I've called the hotline, is that this month on DCBS there's something I am really really excited about and really passionate about and I want everyone to try at least one of. And that is this month we have 18 self-published books from Steve Ditko on the site this month. 18 self-published books from Steve Ditko. I am so excited. Can you hear me shaking? My whole body is shaking because I'm that excited. Uh, listen, so, if you hop on the DCBS site, uh, go to other publishers, and then in the little, in the little drop-down box, <clears throat> there is a Ditko section. It uh, should be under Steve Ditko. Right there, you will find all 18 books. Or, you can just go to the search box and type in Ditko, hit go. It's going to bring back all 18 books. <clears throat> this is, I, I've worked at DCBS for five years, and this is the most exciting thing that I've ever been a part of, and the most exciting project that I've ever set up at the store. Um, because as the guys in the show know, and a lot of you forum members know, Steve Ditko is my hero okay i i love steve's work um it's just amazing to me i, I have a Neesman rucka level obsession with Ditko. <clears throat> if that helps clear it up for you so we've got 18 of his self-published books listed on the site this month so and it's every one of them is great content for a great price and it's all right there for you gentle reader to pick up and try and i really strongly encourage all of you to do it um five of those 18 books have been published in the last 12 to 18 months. Steve Ditko at the age of 82 is still genius enough and passionate enough about comics as a medium that he feels compelled to self-publish work at 82. All right. Five new books from him in a 12 to 18 month period. That's awesome. That's incredible. So uh, I really hope you guys get on there and check those out. Now, the other thing I understand is that December is a huge month in the previews catalog. Okay, I mean, it's absolute this and oversized hardcover that and siege this and blackest night that, and those are all awesome things and lots of great books. Should buy what they like and enjoy what they like, but um, if you can squeeze in one at least one Ditko book or two Ditko books or three or however many you feel like you can afford, please do it and not to support DCBS and to give us money. I mean, that's that's nice for us, but, and of course, you know, I shouldn't turn that down since that's my job and I love my job and I want to continue working there, but um, buy these books to support Steve. We're buying them directly from him and his co-publisher, Robin Snyder, so the dollars that we get in are going straight to Steve. It's not as though they're going to Diamond and Den Steve or something like that. Um, He is an artist who has touched all of us <clears throat> in a very serious way, through comics. Without Steve, there's no Spider-Man as we know him. Without Steve, there's no Doctor Strange. There's no Ted Cord. There's no Question. There's no Hawk and Dub. There's no Creeper. There's no Captain Adam. And on and on and on. Hell, there's no Speedball. What are we going to do without Speedball? So... It's through, And not not only that, but the man is just a brilliant storyteller and changed the way stories were told. So for all that he's given to the medium and for his, all of his passion and all of himself that he's poured into his artwork, I, I think he at least deserves a chance to try one of his self-published books if you've never done it before. And if you don't know where to start, then try Mr. A. Number 1. That book is a shining example of what Steve Ditko is going to give you in all of his self-published work. It's got beautiful art. It's got fascinating stories that really exemplify his thoughts on philosophy and heroism and right versus wrong and politics and all of this stuff. And that is the cornerstone of his self-published work. That's the book that sets the tone. And then, if you want to skip down, you want to try some more, try the five books that he published this year. So say you want to get six books. Order DITCO 001 through 006. That will give you Mr. A number one, plus the five books that he's published this year. Um, when you order these things and you check the item descriptions that we have on the site, you'll, you'll, you'll see that there's stuff that's reprints from Charlton. There's stuff that's, but there's a lot of stuff that's brand new. Um, there's essays. The essays, when you read the essays, and not only do you get to see his thoughts on um philosophy and all, and all that business, but you get to see his thoughts on uh, religion and his thoughts on the creation of Spider-Man and stolen artwork. You get to f- uh, find out what he thought of Stan Lee and his thoughts on Stan and their relationship. I mean, so many just fascinating, wonderful, beautiful tidbits that all coalesce together to make Steve Ditko who he is and to make him, frankly, the genius that he is. Whether you agree with his politics or his philosophy or not is wholly irrelevant to me. Take the man as he is and take the art as it is and just breathe it in and suck it in and enjoy it because it's a man who, like I said, has given us all so much. Um, So, I I hope that you uh, take my passion please seriously and that you all come out and you all support Steve and try some of these books because they're really worth your time and they're really worth your money. Um, Like I said, it's DCB Service and other publishers, and then drop-down box to Steve Ditko, or just punch Ditko into the search feature, <clears throat> and that's going to take you right where you want to go. I really, really hope that you guys get these, and uh, thanks for bearing with me while I while I blathered on about it. But uh, I've I've never been so excited about a book that we have listed on the site, or or any number of books that we have listed on the site. Um, so get on there, check them out, and thanks everyone for your time. Bye. <laughs>
4: Well, I tell you what, um, dovetailing off of our explosive intro and yeah, debate about reviews and all of that, um, Jason mentioned uh, a little uh, uh, interesting publication that uh, landed at one of my local comic shops today. I picked up Dodge and Logic at what, Challengers today. What
3: the hell did you, wow. Well, Lucky it, was on, it was on the list. It wasn't confirmed by Diamond, but it was on the list.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow.
4: So I got my copy Hello. today and all I can say is that um Vince's family is gonna lose him to the <laughs> the, the basement region of his house or wherever <laughs> yeah. he goes to uh light candles and be alone because nice. he is going to pour over this thing and I I this is I think that Alan Moore may have just made this for you.
0: Excellent. I cannot wow. wait. Look it's at it's that
4: I mean, there's, there's so much just off the wall, kooky stuff in here, but then there's actually some really useful articles and some really interesting columns and, uh, this great, uh, definitely counterculture artwork and, and, uh, bizarro cartoony and then the CD and it's just, it, it's it's really cool. I'm, yeah. I'm, I didn't have nearly enough time to sit down with it before we started recording, but uh, it's probably something this weekend. I'll uh, I'll have fun uh, kind of going through, and, and I'm sure it will uh, it will stay out on my desk for a while as I just kind of pick through it.
0: Well, you could you could tell by the video on the Dodgeum Logic site that he does not believe the future bodes very well for all of us. How to make clothes out of very little or nothing at all. How to make food out of yeah. you know no money at all. He he Garden. realizes yeah. yeah that there's yeah. hard times coming and uh you know I well, I, you I, sh- know, I share yeah. that belief a little bit. But
4: I, but I think it really captures that um that 60s and yeah. early 70s um you know almost commune feel to it and it's definitely definitely has a a, a counter Feel to mm-hmm. it, and it's it's on the periphery, and yeah, it's just uh, it, it it's kind of how I feel uh, about it. It's like if the if if the technologies that we have were available in the 1960s and and early 70s, this is the kind of stuff that they would have been churning out. They would have mm-hmm. had you know kooky ass websites like that, and put CDs with you know mix jams and that kind of stuff on there so yeah yeah, and have uh i mean there's a really good uh pudding recipe in here (laughs) um, Mm -hmm.
0: i I saw a couple preview pages and they almost look too slick to me like i I wish that the the magazine Um, was photocopied to death well you know know what
4: what it reminds me of is um when rolling stone was good.
0: Right. Yeah, it does have that wow. look. But I mean, I want it to look grungy, like a, a, a piece of, fo- of art that was photocopied maybe 150, 200 times. Remember, I don't know if you had this in, in your neck of the woods, but when I was little... My father, who was a truck driver, would bring home these jokes that the guys would pass around, and they were photocopied. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. you know, you could tell somebody drew it in their truck or something, and they photocopied it over and over, and it was like horrible. And I, I wish that the, the, it looked like that, and almost like a ditto master that if you sniff the pages, you got high. That'd be cool. Yeah,
4: <laughs> it's not. It's not quite fanzine. It really is more of a magazine. It's uh, I I was kind of thinking the same thing as you that you know it's like how how fanzine is this going to be but um, it's not it really it. It really looks and feels more like a more like a magazine, but hmm. uh, I mean, it's kind of like a you know I would say you know it's kind of like a spin magazine, but mm-hmm. for you know it's not as big. So um, yeah, I mean it's 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 not yeah it's not a handmade fanzine. I mean it's right. a, it's a it's a professionally produced magazine. So but we no yeah you know, I,
0: that I, could be good too. So well, what yeah, are the yeah, the oh, actual. Oh, 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 oh. Dimensions. Mm-hmm. Is it comic book size or slightly no, bigger? No,
4: it's uh it's uh it really is magazine size. Okay. Um I don't have a ruler here with me. Uh I don't know. I'd say it's probably um nine
0: by twelve. Neat. Can't wait. Yep. Me too. I, I heard some of the tracks from the uh, C D. It's <laughs> yeah, r- right up my alley. So it's equal it is yeah. so should we uh, continue with the previous discussion or are we just going to talk about the yeah, I don't want to talk
3: history. no. no, no let's talk be, comics okay. okay
4: what do we got we're not going to solve any of that shit
3: <laughs> I got a, um, I got a little bit of a because well I, I sent Wood you had a little trivia and I couldn't figure it out it's it, it might be a little trip down memory lane for some history lesson for others um I was uh, going through some of the cabinets and and came across some old uh, some old comics. Not that old. I from the 90s. From a company called Innovation, and they put out a superhero title called Hero Alliance. They they licensed comics like uh, Nightmares on Elm Street, Anne Rice's uh, Interview with the Vampire, and the Vampire List. they did a Lost in Space comic. Um,
0: Nightmare this, on Elm Street. Well, they, it was Nightmares,
3: but yes, um, the uh, oh. The uh, correction. No, I'm just... That was the first one I mentioned. It's all good. Yeah. Um,
1: that might the, uh,
3: It's all good. It's, it's all good. Don't worry about <laughs> it. We'll, we'll, we'll get you on the next one. Um, this, this one team, superhero team, has been around since uh, the late 70s. I think they really kind of got going, though, in, in the early 80s, um, without giving anything away. The publishers were Noble Comics, Texas Comics, Comico, Yay. Innovation, and Millennium. The first issues cover, the Noble series was uh, was magazine size. I had issue five because I remember the, the, the cover. It had a nice Keith Pollard cover. Uh, the first issues cover was penciled by John Byrne and, and this is from uh, 1981. Uh, inked by series, by team creator Mike Astovich. Um, uh, I know what it is. It, uh, the... <laughs> The team consists of Challenger Diviner Titan Blazer Demon uh, Talisman And they come from A alternate dimension uh, And their planet Is Gorwell Which is wow. a combination Of George and Orwell um, The team is Justice Machine Yay And <laughs> and, uh, and I I came across A one shot Published by Innovation Hero Alliance And Justice Machine which really, uh, let's said about that, better. It, um, <laughs> but it made me want to dig up my old, um, the old issues of Justice Machine that I used to have, which I sadly don't think I do anymore. This team, Justice Machine, has teamed up across over with teams like Thunder Agents. Um, the when, Elementals. Uh, they they did team up with the Elementals, and and that was actually Turnabout being fair play bill, bill willingham while he was at well, elementals was published by Comico. Mm-hmm. he um he wanted to help mike out because while uh earlier i think it was texas comics it might have been noble but i think texas comics gave uh mike gave bill a shot of uh of having the elementals pretty much first appear there so he he kind of just uh returned the favor um I, I kind of I, I do miss this team. While I was doing a little bit of research, I, I think sadly I found out that uh, shortly after the innovation series ended and it went to Millennium, that Gustovich uh, sold the rights to uh, to Millennium's publisher. So I don't think yeah. he has anything to do with the team anymore. The characters, um, it was it was kind of weird. The uh, I kind of remember Gustovich mostly as an anchor, although I know that this is his creation. He's had uh, Tony Isabella has written for the team, um, Bob Ingersoll, who I remember from, uh, the law is an ass column from, from Comic Spires oh, yeah. guy. Um, it, it was, uh, I always kind of felt bad for, for these, for these characters. And they, and they always did. Talisman always reminds me of Vince because of his whole karma thing. <laughs> uh, he, uh.
0: And I have a nice backside too.
3: There you go. <laughs> uh, that's You know, the, the, you had Demon who was pretty much a junkie. Um, and, uh, and I remember one time when, uh, talking about writing for, um, when, when, when the book went to Comico, um, Gustovich wanted Roy Thomas to write the series, but I guess Roy didn't want anything to do with it, with the publisher. So it went to Tony Isabella and, um, one th- he, he doesn't, apparently Tony doesn't care for drug deals. Even if you're well me uh, drug users even if you're a, a, a well mean, meaning one <laughs> drug user. Uh so he um he he basically said that uh they're going to really explore and and uh and he's gonna really have fun kind of putting demon through the ringer. It's not gonna be like here I am, I'm a drug drug user. Oh woe is me in one issue. The second issue, Black is hugging me and all's right in the world. You know, he's really going to go go through the paces. Um everybody had some baggage. There wasn't one character where you kind of like could look up to or wanted to be him. I mean, challenger.
4: They're, they're all fault. You know, I, I really look at, at Justice Machine as being a a precursor for a lot of those image teams that would pop up in what probably what five or so years later. Like you know, like Young Blood and, and that kind of. I think they they pulled a lot from Justice Machine. Yeah. I think you're right.
0: Yeah. A lot they're of those guys. a lot of those small teams that uh, erupted at like. um, Eclipse, like uh, Liberty Project, mm-hmm. and uh, what was it the the New Wave? Remember that, that New Wave? Yeah, came, with New came, Weeks came, pencils. Yeah, came out concurrently with Airboy. Yeah, I think they owe something to Justice Machine. Oh sure.
4: man! Uh, oh, those Airboy issues are awesome. Combining yeah, yeah. them, baby. Shut, man, shut <laughs> <all right>. oh <laughs> shut, yeah. Shut yeah chuck chuck dixon um, yeah and here you go everyone out there in podcast land this will let you know what a dork vince b is (laughs) who is the editor on that
0: on airboy yeah oh jesus now you put me on this i never look at editors um she
4: she edited a lot of that eclipse stuff oh
0: cat ironwood Yep. yeah right, okay, yeah, I thought it was a trick question. I was like, yeah absolutely. but uh, <laughs> right, right. uh also Art by. there was a couple Veach covers. there was a John mm-hmm. Totalben cover on yep. Airboy. oh, that's a fantastic series. I was just looking at them the other day thinking, oh my God, the yep. Valkyrie <laughs> with the open shirt and the Dave Stevens cover Yes, one, one of the most famous comic book covers ever. And, awesome, and Steve, Steve Bryant's going, preach, because it's true.
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's all, man. I cannot, speaking of uh, Dave Stevens, I cannot wait for that Rocketeer stuff. Sorry, David. Where, That's I'm, okay. I'm, no, I'm, you're I'm, right. I'm, I'm going right. I'm, I'm to well,
6: I'm,
0: I'm, step on him once, just, just once, because nope, you, ju- you, you were just talking about precursors. When I was doing my um, notes on the book that I read, I was thinking of a precursor of Deadpool. I don't know why this came to me and I'll let Has you think good, about it will let you think about it for a while but if this this character is a direct progenitor to Deadpool in almost every freaking respect and when I tell you you'll be like oh yes keep going sorry dude publisher I'm not saying keep going
3: uh I I am um, the I basically saying if if you come across I'm I'm not saying that any of these you know whether you find the first Magazine cover with burn art, or or um, any of the magazine issues, any of the komiku issues. You know, if I'm not saying pay, pay a pretty penny for them, but every time I'm at a convention, and if if I'm in the three for dollar fifty cent bins, and 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 Justice Machine is in it, I'm I'm usually <laughs> snagging them up only because to, to to fill in things that I've lost. But it it it's so it's just so so weird because the the Noble series never finished. Um, I don't even know if any of the texts, the, the Texas publication basically had an annual and the team wasn't even on the cover. It was a Michael Golden cover speaking from last week. It was a Michael <laughs> mm-hmm. Golden cover featuring the Thunder agents and, and the team was nowhere to be found until you got into the issue. Um, so really I remember them from Comico and, and, and the four issue mini series of uh, elementals featuring the, uh, the justice machine. That is the best Selling miniseries, Comico had put out up until um, as of 1987. I, I don't know if anything sold better than that after 1987, but up to that yeah, point, I bought it. I still have four it. issues. Uh, even though, even though the first issue of Johnny Quest was the most successful first issue Comico published, th- that miniseries is, is their best-selling series, um, probably of all time. Because I don't know how much longer after that. They yeah. I mean they, they stuck around for another couple of years. Um
0: Komiko also publisher of the groundbreaking What, David? What's the name of that series? Oh, um Mage. Yes, oh, and yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: And uh, where was and where was Komiko located?
0: Some shithole state. Oh Christ.
3: The <laughs> third coast, <laughs> baby. <maybe>. Ouch. <laughs> third,
4: absolutely. They were man, they were rolling out at the same time as uh first and uh God, who else was and Eclipse. Eclipse. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, that. That was kind of the uh, the big boom in the Chicago scene was uh, a lot of those independent publishers that were based here in, in Chicago and Madison and mm-hmm. all that. And and those folks are that amen. That's where Brian <coughs> Azurillo was working back oh, yeah. in the day. Yeah. So well Well,
2: um, George was, Corey, who does a lot of the uh, Tomorrow's books and editing, he was uh, he was the editor at Kimiko for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's where he's from, and then he ended up uh, going to Tomorrow. So yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And it's where a lot of, um, well, I don't know about a lot of. It's, it's, it's where relationships were pretty much forged and continue to this day. I mean, Matt Wagner enjoys working with Bob Shrek pretty much any chance he gets. Um, of course, Bob Shrek and, and Diana Schutz are, are, um, are, do, do appear in, uh, Mage, the hero defined the, 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 the second, uh, the second trilogy is, uh, because they, well, Diana's his sister-in-law, but the... Um, the the witch? Yes, one of the witches, yeah, because they were three sisters. Oh,
2: cool. Did, did you know that Diana... I mean, you may know this, but uh, that, uh, that Diana Schutz and Bob Shrek uh, Are, were married? married. Yep. Yeah. Look at uh,
3: that.
0: This yeah. is the Stream of Consciousness historical
2: episode. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm Shrek, not talking uh, about
0: anything new either.
2: Shrek dances on both sides of the playground, if you know what I'm saying. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Don't. No, anyway. edit
0: that out. I can't edit it that out. Wikipedia that's real, entry, man. Dude.
3: It's
2: uh, real. Well, if it's Wikipedia, uh, then it must be
3: true. It must be true. <laughs> uh, <'cause> we <laughs> no, no, no. all know John Byrne I absolutely went by everything
2: on his Wikipedia entry. <laughs> no, um, I'm saying, no he, there's an article of him coming out and saying it. it's not. I'm updating cool.
4: Jason Wood's Wikipedia <laughs> entry,
3: right? <laughs> geez, they,
2: won't, they won't let me as far as they know I don't exist. Uh, um, what all
3: Fascinates me. Getting back just just a little bit, um, those, those early series that never, pretty much never happened. They uh, once once the series, once the title went to Comico, they they just decided that um, I guess start over from scratch, and uh, and anything that happened previously, you can just go ahead and forget whether they were alternate realities or or um, imaginary stories, if if you want. But uh, but yeah, I I don't know. Apparently, earlier this year they uh there was a, a collection of um of justice machine issues and uh if if I can find it i'll i I'll, I'll probably check it out but i i just i i love just coming across the these little things and and uh you know just just one of those quirky little little titles
0: yeah, and you can get them on the cheap, which is always a good thing
3: i think that's awesome that's
0: right yeah so do you want me to to drop the bomb on the direct precursor to
3: do, do, do some hits. Uh, oh oh yeah, I think I
4: got a guess.
0: Okay, well, don't tell it to me because you can blurt it out when I get to the right point. Okay, because okay. I want to talk about a book that's very near and dear to my heart. Okay, and it's it has some very very Treasure. loft very lofty highs and some despicable lows. And if you look at all of the issues published under the banner for this series, it pretty much exemplifies the problems and successes of the company that published it so it's like this book little it's
4: called secret invasion
0: no it's it's uh it's oh you see you bumped my ass and now i don't know where i am uh it, it's no this book you know what it is it's a road slash buddy movie with mystical uh metaphysical oh, some know. some historical and even some literary understanding oh i know story. what
2: you're talking about oh,
0: what exactly am i talking about
3: talking about
2: Archer and Armstrong, baby. That's
0: right. Archer and Armstrong.
3: I love, oh, I love
2: Archer that. and Armstrong. I love that stuff.
0: In fact, the Zero issue by uh, Jim Shooter, Bob Layton, and Barry Windsor Smith with inks by Ralph Reese, of all people, is one of the single best initial issues I've ever read. I've been reading comics a long time. And that, that Zero issue completely captured my interest. Just totally blew me away. But there's a point where the... Problems at Valiant started to rear their ugly heads, and Barry Windsor Smith, who was the guiding light of Archer and Armstrong, left the book, Mm -hmm. and Mike Barron came on. Who created?
4: The precursor to Deadpool named Badger.
0: That's right. (laughs)
4: Ah! Sal would be
2: so proud of me. I was thinking this is really about a stream of consciousness episode. No, it is Bad because
0: I, as I w- as I was trying to to break apart what I felt was wrong with every issue of Archer and Armstrong after Barry Windsor Smith leaves. That's after issue twelve. Mike Barron comes on with thirteen, does two, then someone else comes on, and does two, then Mike Barron does a string of them. And, I, and as I read each issue, I'm thinking, what is wrong with this? It it, it has the absurdity of Badger with just these. Completely off the wall scenarios that in Badger would be very entertaining, but mm. in Archer and Armstrong, they're terrible. It does not work. It falls flat. It, it's as if you—you you guys ever have a whizzer when you were a kid? One of those friction-powered tops that if you drag the oh, tip yeah. on the yeah. ground, they, yeah, sure. the, <laughs> the 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 uh, the motor would store up all that kinetic energy and just you know it would get the, the more you you. uh Windsor. Rubbed it on the ground, the, the more energy would be stored in the in the in the top. It's like Barry Windsor Smith was cranking the shit out of a wizard and had all this wonderful potential energy, and he handed it off to Mike Barron, and Mike Barron just held it in his hand until the motor died. That's what his run of Archer and Armstrong. It, it's. It's we're we're used to that um, social commentary that Mike Barron likes to inject in all his work, but it's it's almost as if it's the Mike Barron show. Like you're in a in a in a coffee shop and Mike Barron's on stage and he's just presenting these scenarios just to say, man, this guy's witty. He's he's really with it. He he has a his finger on the pulse, and it doesn't work because Archer and Armstrong, when Barry had it, it it was this organic thing where it's almost as if he made. The enclosure that houses the characters, and he just said, go on, go ahead, do what you want to do. And the care, it's very character driven, is what I guess I'm trying to say. The, um, the, the, the plots are so organic, and they're just two guys just finding their way in the world, walking from point A to point B, and whatever happens to them, happens to them. But when Mike Barron comes on, it's this pre-planned, pre-programmed ridiculousness. That I mean, it, he just took all the fun out of the book, all of the the um, love that I had for the characters. was just, it, it felt like he was the puppet master, making them do and say things that Barry Windsor Smith would allow them just to do themselves. But I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Anybody read this, in t- this <laughs> no, series?
4: No, I, not for years, and, and
2: probably only the Barry Windsor Smith stuff.
0: Okay, Yeah, Jason. yeah I've
2: read the first few issues uh, just recently, actually, probably a year and a half ago when I... Um, I ordered a ass load of, uh, of Valiant and cross-gen stuff uh, on the super cheap. That's great. The great thing about all this stuff is you can get it really cheap if you want. These are good oh, back I issues. Know. People, yeah. people are always like, you know, oh, what are some good back issues? If you still are into back issues and you don't, you know, you're, you're still fighting against the uh, collected edition changeover. I mean, Valiant comics are, uh, for the most part, there's some that are really expensive. But these, you can get them... Uh, Get them cheap, yeah. So I've read—I uh, don't know, maybe the first six or eight issues. Cool.
0: Okay, and I know David has sampled some of it.
3: I've—I've read—I I read a lot of them early on. I don't know about when I—I st- I think I stuck with Eternal Warrior longer than I stuck with Archer and Armstrong. Okay. Well, th-
0: the series focuses on two characters, with a third being the satellite. But anyway, the—the the younger is his name is Obadiah, uh, or Obi Archer. And he was a son of a, a pair of evangelical con artists, but they had a taste for pedophilia and murder. And uh, one day, uh, and uh, Shooter sets it up really nicely. There's his father, who's a minister, has a mass, and this girl, very attractive girl, comes up to the the altar, and I guess it's confession time or whatever baloney. And um, she. Uh, says, uh, father, uh, I have to confess my sins, but I'm really embarrassed. And, and he's like, no, 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 my child, you, you, you have to, you know, make yourself clean. And, and, and she said, well, I was pleasuring myself. And he's like, oh, we must deal with this. This takes, you know, strict action. You must come Lord see it. me. And, yeah. Come see me in my house. And what they would do my is the, the Archer's husband and Archer's mother and father would lure these children into their home and have their way with them and then kill them. So, so one day the, the child is all, uh, excited because he has this knack for hitting a target, even from a young age. If, if he concentrated enough and he said, by the grace of God, I will make this basket. He thought the Lord was guiding his hand. He, he would. He had such overpowering will that he would do it. And, you know, muscle memory, he kept getting better and better. So he barges in to tell his father that, you know, God's on my side. And the father just like, get the hell out of here and clocks him. So they tie the child up and they try and cover their tracks by burning their house, thus killing their child. But he survives. That's the thing. And once he realizes that his parents are a couple of scumbags, he heads out on the road and eventually lands in a... Um, a temple, a Buddhist monk temple, and, and he's trained in, in martial arts and, you know, quiet the mind, quiet the body. He's trained in all the, the, uh, trappings of the Buddhist belief system. Uh, he eventually becomes the world's greatest martial artist and marksman. The guy is, is part Bruce Lee and part Gandhi in training. He, he can kick your ass with his body and kick, you know, kick your mind with his words. He's sharp. But, um, but he's very slow to anger, which is cool, but uh, unless somebody invokes the memory of his parents, and then your ass is grass. Just forget about it, because he, he in uh, all the issues that, uh, there's 26 issues in this series, I don't believe he's ever wa- lost a fight. The guy's a monster. Uh, but, uh, and so, he is recruited by this man called Mahamud, who is an agent for this centuries-old uh, organization called The Sect, who are trying to eradicate this great and terrible evil. And uh, because Archer has devoted his life to eradicating evil from the, the world in repentance for, for his parents, guess who that great and terrible evil is? It's the other person in the title of the book, uh, Mr. Armstrong, who goes by the name of Aram Anipada, which is really cool. He's an immortal. Mm-hmm a uh, burly brawler type guy with a beer gut who uh, you know, much like the Roman god uh, Bacchus if you've, you've read Eddie Campbell's Bacchus or his interpretation of Bacchus very similar to that uh, he wants nothing more from existence than wine women's song and maybe a little bit of uh, fighting now and then but uh, yeah like I said unfortunately for him uh, this is uh, more difficult than one would expect because his life is frequently interrupted by these guys who just want to kill him in a ritual manner because they believe he's a great and terrible evil. And um, he possesses superhuman strength and is extremely resilient to damage. Has a healing factor like our buddy Wolverine and the aforementioned Deadpool. He can even regrow body parts if the need arises. But the and here's but where the here's where the series gets really cool. He's one of three brothers in the Valiant universe. His brother Gilad or Gilly, as he calls him, is the adventurer known as the Eternal Warrior, who had his very own series. And his other sibling, Ivar, is the time-jumping immortal known as the Time Walker, who also had his own series at one time. And like all Valiant books, the universe is very... Homogeneous. Uh, no matter what title it is, you would always expect, much like early Marvel, you, you, you would always, ex- always expect to see an appearance by another valiant character who had his own title or had the potential for his own title like Rye. Mr. Armstrong is married to the earthly embodiment of the goddess Andromeda. Hubba hubba. You have to see how Barry Windsor Smith draws this woman. Oh my God. And uh, they have a pet dinosaur named Flo. So you have all these different genres coming together. And I was back in the day, I was somewhat hesitant because I wanted my superheroes or my horror books. I didn't know what this Mm was. There was so much going on here. What is this? Is this like mythology? Is it a buddy comic? Is it science fiction? All of the above, yeah. And it works. And that's a testament to the guys who instigated the book. Like I said, Shooter, Layton, and Barry Windsor-Smith. But uh, and here's the the link to the present day. Now we've read articles about Mr. Peter David being noticeably perturbed at the fact that he had to begin a series with a crossover, most notably X Factor. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a hell of a way to start a series. But Archer and Armstrong starts the same way. They they had this yes. comp- company wide um, crossover called Unity. Which touched all of the valiant titles, and mm-hmm. the the first and second issues of Archer and Armstrong are part of the unity story. So, after those two chapters, the book got on solid footing and began its own little path. But initially, if you thought that Archer and Armstrong was going to be about, you know, this trip to uh, the lost land, fighting a mad god and dinosaurs and robots, you were sadly mistaken, because you know that that's not what it was. But um. After Gilead whisks them away to the Unity War, the series starts, and they embark on a, a, a number of adventures with a common theme. It's, they're always instigated by the sect. The sect want to kill Armstrong, and they'll do anything to, to, to achieve their goals, and it just puts them in a, a number of uh, sometimes humorous predicaments. Now, Barry Windsor Smith, very surprising because as well as being one of the greatest comic artists, he's no slouch as a writer either
1: <laughs>
0: no but as anybody who's read archer and armstrong can attest the dialogue is fantastic it's so organic it's it's believable you 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 feel like a fly on the wall listening to a very real conversation and then like i said when uh barry left mike Barron came on and it's just the dialogue is so flat it's all pre-programmed um you know just witticisms that just fall flat is it, it 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 didn't work. Um, And it's sad because the potential was there to be uh, a really landmark, groundbreaking series. And it just trailed off like all of the Valiant books, though. That was the whole thing that was problematic with the the Valiant books. started off super strong like Solar and Magnus. They were dynamos in the beginning. And and people took notice and they were selling. I think the, the highest selling Valiant book was a million and a half copies.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. when you uh, think about uh, that
0: today. That's like almost, you know, the the top twenty.
1: <laughs> Dude, that'd be
0: yeah. I
2: mean, more than that. I mean, that that top book is for a hundred thousand these days. So, I mean, um, oh, that'd be the top fifty almost. Yep. I mean, yeah.
0: And uh, not only—let me get my hardcover. I got them bound. Not only was uh. the—I did. You know, the approach to the series was revolutionary in that Barry Windsor-Smith just let these characters be themselves and just uh, create the plots from who they were. But the, the visuals are just stunning. I mean, Barry Windsor Smith, Conan, some some of the most creatively oh. vibrant comics ever. But With an X. Yeah, but have you ever really taken a look at the coloring in the first 12 issues that was done by Maurice Fotenot? Or Photonote? it's F-O-N-T-E-N-O-T. So I'm... Assuming that the T silent, like, like Fontenot. It, yeah. Fontenot. It's Fontenot. Yeah. it's Fontenot, Yeah. It it's unbelievable. It it's just this watercolor like approach where the the, the 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 colors just gracefully blend into each other. You didn't have the, the just the solid color flats that they had back then. It was very painterly unbelievable. And um they he really pushed the hot and the and the cold colors and uh it was it was a painter's approach to coloring whereas
4: it was di- it was different than anything else that was Oh the my same god time. yeah
0: and, but then after Maurice leaves this colorist that goes by the name of CJ comes on and it's just pitiful it's it's a, a problematic of everything that was bad about coloring back then it's just there mm-hmm. um the high point for me and this is a stretch for me because i am not a history buff at all uh there's uh let me get the issue number it was a double sized crossover with the eternal warrior issue number 8 was 450 back in the day Wow, and and this came out in Damn. 1993, and it was 450. Wow. But it's completely illustrated by Barry Windsor Smith. The three uh, Annie Potter brothers take the role of the three musketeers, okay. and Archer is D'Artagnan. It's fantastic. It, uh, there's there's science fiction elements in it, but it's basically uh, a valiant universe retelling of. Um, Dumas's Three Musketeers with mm-hmm. the Man in the Iron Mask mixed into it. It is unbelievable. If you just try one issue of uh, Archer and Armstrong, get issue eight. Uh, it, I have so- it. I'm going to have to pull it out and read you it. You can, you, have- you can
2: probably get it for less than cover price now.
0: Oh, my God. You can get it for a buck now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm
2: saying? If you go to like my comic, I got them all at my comic shop for, I'd say, an average of a buck 20 an issue. And it, they were all you know very fine near mint, pretty much like new copies. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you can get them.
0: What what an elegant line on Windsor Smith.
2: Uh, he's ridiculous. Yeah. He's a
0: classicist of of mm-hmm. the highest order. Just fantastic. His his composition is dead on. He just seems to have the eye to to compose the panel in the the, the best way for the viewer to get the maximum impact out of it. Unbelievable. There's no question what's going on in a, in a Barry Windsor Smith comic. And then there's there's single page uh, illustrations to top it off from mm-hmm. Tom Mandrake, Paul Galacy. Uh, Rags Morales yeah. Alan Weiss um, Andrew Wendell and Bob Layton and Jander Seema so there you go uh, Archer Armstrong, number eight but uh, like I said there's a noticeable drop once Mr. Windsor Smith gets off and Mr. Barron comes on the height of his run Archer Armstrong get kidnapped by a macrobiotic food camp okay okay and they're, they're forced they're forced to wash dishes <laughs> I don't think I have to say anymore. Really, really bad. So just buy the first twelve, Archer and Armstrong, one to twelve. Some of the best comics you will ever read, guaranteed.
2: And, and I think, if if I'm not mistaken, um, after a long time coming, I'm pretty sure. Um, even though you can get the issues on the cheap, I'm pretty sure they did put out some. Uh, finally, put out some collected editions of that last they year. They did.
0: The first yeah. hardcover is called. Um,
2: how many issues I ha- does it collect?
0: Oh, first impressions. It collects mm-hmm. the first six. But get this, Shooter had them recolored, I, and I'm wondering maybe oh, okay. the original boards the, or the original illustration board that they that Maurice colored the original books were gone or yeah. unable to be found or stolen or just in in such poor shape that they had them recolored. But if it was from a you know necessity standpoint, then I can understand it. But from a, an aesthetic. I would never have those things recolored. They're just gorgeous. But yeah, you can get it, and I think Amazon has it used for like ten bucks. Sweet, the first, the first hardcover, yeah.
2: For those that that are curious, um, just mycomicshop.com has them. It was a, it went 26, issues, well 27 issues, including the zero issue. They have all 27 issues in stock, and just looking quickly down here, they have everyone in stock at near mint, which means you know pretty much has never been read for them uh, at 98 cents, except for the last issue, which will run you a buck 30. And if you're willing but to, uh, if you're the, willing the, to take the, uh, very fine instead of near mint, you get it for 80 cents apiece. So the
0: last <laughs> issue of Archer and Armstrong. Continues in Eternal Warrior number twenty-six, so you got to buy that one too. And then that story continues into the Unity, or not Unity. Um, I'll tell you in a second. It's uh, Chaos Effect, the the Omega issue of uh, Chaos Effect. Yeah. Well,
2: this um, I don't know. Maybe this is wrong, Vince. It says that uh, issue number twenty-six um, of Archer Armstrong was a flip book with Eternal Warrior right. number 26. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But then 27. I'm sorry. Of Eternal Warrior continues the story.
2: Oh. Okay. Yeah. Chaos Effect. It says. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm not good with the numbers, but yeah, it continues. But pick them up. Oh Dude,
2: my Dude, you goodness. got me fired there's, there's, up now because I got all these issues. Now I'm fired up pull them out and read them. Oh,
0: some of the dialogue. I, you know, I wish I tagged some of it. I, I could probably pick any page. I don't want to keep keep this rolling, but just very, very organic and real i mean i can't put it another way it it just feels like like we're talking right now if we are reading a comic and we're just like buddies right. that's what you get from this and and uh there's a really cool narrative trick that leighton uh, not leighton windsor smith instigated archer at one point starts writing uh his adventures in a diary and oh it's magic he you get this counterpoint between his naivete and thinking that you know mr armstrong is you know, off his rocker because he's telling me all these stories of him being alive for thousands of years. He looks like a normal man to me, and once he suddenly realizes that Armstrong is an immortal, the 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 narration in the diary kind of tweaks to admiration for the guy. It's awesome. You got to read it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. do
6: I'll it. Track him down. Well done. You know what?
5: This is down from the forums and shit. Let me tell you. The Watcher would never, never, ever get beaten by some bitch-ass Red Hulk. You understand me? I don't give a fuck how much with the cosmic whatever. It would not happen. Okay? The Watcher is the most powerful. One of the most powerful beings, period.
6: So just give it up. Later.
5: This is Darl again, and thank you, Mr. Willingham and Mr. uh, Sturgis, for totally taking JSA, a book that I used to love. And I was getting it from the very beginning of its inception when James Robinson was writing it, all the way uh, until the last issue of, uh, Jeff Johns, even though I still continue to buy, I gave you one arc, and you have totally killed any enjoyment I have of those characters. You've turned everyone into angry, angry people. Alan is angry. Uh, Mr. Terrific was angry before he was shot. Even Power Girl is angry. All everybody's Jay is angry. Everyone is angry, just like that. You've changed all the characters. I mean, did y'all even read Justice Society when Johns was writing it? I mean, did y'all even read the book to see how they are? I mean, I don't, I don't get it. What is this Justice Society extreme? Is that what the fuck I'm reading? Just a Society Extreme, because everything is just extreme. We give everybody swords and shit and guns and shoulder pads and swords and backpacks. How about that? And cybernetic arms. Because it's Justice Society Extreme. We're all angry. Whatever. fuck it.
0: What else we got? Let's hear from Chris. Talk about some Marvel.
4: Uh, well, I already, I already brought one of mine. Jason, David, do you guys have any? I mean, I've got plenty to talk about. I've been, I've been, I've been plowing. Oh,
2: David dropped the, uh, the, the, the. He dropped the, uh, the, the, the Justice on us already. He brought so the Justice. Wood, you're um, up. I got a little something. Yeah. Um, I didn't read too much this week because I've been uh, busy and I've been uh, actually getting my comic my comic room in order. So I've been doing more uh, uh, rearranging comics and reading comics. But I did manage to read um, a, a little trade that I've been anxious to read since I got it a few months ago, um, and that is The Five-Fifths of Science. Ooh. Uh, it's published by Image, uh, written by Matt Fraction, and uh, illustrated uh, pencils and, uh, and uh, inks and colors by uh, Stephen Sanders, who... Some people may uh know from Twitter, who's a very active Twitter and uh, I guess also he is the uh the, the penciler on the Sword, Marvel Sword which Vince uh, talked about a few weeks ago. Yep. Um Number So two for came those today, that, what's that?
0: Number 2 came out today.
2: Uh there you go. Sword. Yeah. Yeah. Um for those that uh, that don't know, I mean this was one of the first things I think that got uh, uh, fraction noticed by, you know, I guess the powers that be. It's it's Pre-Casanova, which I think mm-hmm. was 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 the you know that was the work that kind of brought him to the forefront of the scene, if you will, and get, got a shot at Marvel. But um, this is uh, it's a pretty straightforward um, book. It basically is, um, and, and if you're at all a fan of sort of the uh, the the industrial entrepreneurial history of the U.S. and 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 uh, and capitalism, it's 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 a pretty badass thing. Basically, it's it's Nicholas. <laughs> it's, I'm go sorry,
4: go ahead. I just. Oh no no <laughs> yeah, straightforward, oh. but. It, Mark Twain and Nikola Tesla as action adventure heroes. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> right, right. It's totally fiction. Yeah. So as as Chris so awesome. said, it. It's it's awesome. It's it's Nikola Tesla, who uh, anyone with uh, you know with, with uh, a decent IQ understands is, uh, is is one of the most profound geniuses um, to ever live. Um, although unfortunately for him, he was quite eccentric, and um, so he not didn't, a great promoter. Uh, yeah, he didn't he, he didn't leave his mark uh, on the history books like his arch rival Thomas Edison did. Um, but he was actually, uh, I think, because Edison was a lot thief. thief. Exactly. Was, was, no, <laughs> actually, actually Edison was
4: um, a part of uh, a cult. That sacrificed people and wanted to rule the world.
2: Well, as, yeah, so Chris uh, has obviously read five Fishes of Science. It's, um, right. It's this, great. It, yeah, it's, it's Nikola Tesla and Mark Twain teaming up to basically try and save the world. Um, they really are, tra- they're not all that. Um, what's the word? They're not exactly protagonists in the sense that they're basically trying to use scare tactics in their own um, intellectual capacity to scare the the governments of the world into doing the right thing as they see it. But um, but at the end of the day, they become straight-out heroes uh, in, in very much in an action-y sense. And and what's awesome about it is they're, are, they're fighting against a, a cabal, if you will, I mean, very apropos to what's going on with Marvel these days. But the cabal is Thomas Edison, uh, J.P. Morgan, Andrew Carnegie, and Marconi, um, which is just kick-ass. And uh, you know those guys are all you know uh, captains of industry, um, and, and as it turns out, they also are all uh, w- worshippers of, 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 uh, of the dark arts. Um, so uh, at the end of, at, you know, pr- pretty much at, at the end of the day, these guys are, are praying to, C- to Cthulhu uh, and, and are you know relying on on dark arts to get rich in the first place. And uh, Twain Is and it- Tesla <laughs> and, uh, and Von Sutner, are Bre- – they they save the you know they they fight to save the day and it's uh I mean this book is just wacky it's just a big is it is event. it
4: Edison that keeps treating Marconi like a little
2: bitch throughout yeah, uh-huh. the entire <laughs> yeah and JP Morgan is the 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 sort of the ringleader if you will he's like um. Uh what's uh, what was the name of the um the guy you guys uh, I'm uh, it's skipping it uh Doctor Strange is uh not not uh, Baron Mordo. He's like Baron Mordo in this book basically. He's like he's a dark sorcerer <laughs> That's a good question. She- oh, Vince,
1: you you've
2: I've it on But uh, but it's just kick-ass. It's a super quick read. I don't even think it's that big of a trade. I mean, let me see how many pages it is. It's it's maybe like a uh, 100 and... 20 pages maybe it's like 6 5 6 issues worth um it's very steampunky in the way that that that's that's uh that Sanders um, draws the book, uh, which would make sense because obviously he's he's drawing it at a time when a lot of the things um, you know he's got robots in there and, and obviously giant there fucking is
4: robots. Yeah,
2: giant, gigantic, like you know Transformers-esque, you know, uh, like Japanese, you know, sort of robots and <laughs> uh, and he's got you know all kinds of different you know crazy giant weapons, but they're all very industrialized-looking. You know, they're they are steampunkish, if you will. I don't, I wouldn't go out and say it's a steampunk book, but but the the, the visuals are very steampunkish for those that are into that. Um, but it's just – it's a treat and it's, it's just – to me, I, I, I wouldn't have picked this up if I hadn't you know, been a Fraction fan from Casanova and his stuff at Marvel and I'm really glad I did. They just recently reprinted this book. It was out of print for a while. But um, it's just awesome to me. It it may be my favorite thing Fraction's done simply because um, it it involves real historical uh, people who I I have a great passion for. I mean, I love Tesla. um, And it's a shame more people don't realize what an amazing uh, man he was. Um, So uh, just it's great and it's cheap. I think it's uh, like, 12, 13 bucks cover price. Oh, totally worth it. It's it's yeah. in stock. You know, you can get it on the discount at, at in stock trades or something for like less than ten bucks, and uh, it's awesome. And I will say, I mean. Um I, you know, it's it's interesting, and I'll, I'll ask him this on Twitter because we we chat. But but his his style in Five Fists is quite you know quite different than what we're seeing in the sword, um, which you know is neither good nor bad. But but I really enjoyed his style in this, and you know part of it I think is that he he did everything in this book. He you know he he drew it and painted it and all that. So so it's going to look different than just being the penciler, but um, it's terrific, man. So if you you know Vince is someone who sort of has this this this, this uh, if you if you sort of have any. T- tendency to believe in conspiracy theory, or uh oh, not me. Or, yeah, or the belief in that there's really like a cabal that runs the world. I mean, this is right up your alley. So uh, I don't know if yeah. you read it, but it, it's, it's not a treat, fiction. I would, well, it, <laughs> it's 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 posited as fiction, but but uh, whether you think it's fiction or not, it's really really entertaining. Yeah, so a I lot thought
0: of it was wonderful. Yeah, it's a great book.
2: Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know if it's in print anymore but if you yeah, have Yeah, they chance, just brought it back
4: out in print. No, no, no. I'm, I'm I'm talking about another one. Um, If you're looking for something around that time in Fraction's career, um try and track down Last of the Independents.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've heard of it. I, I haven't... Yeah, I don't know if it is in print, actually. That's fantastic. I think what Karen... Karen Dwyer,
0: Dwyer yeah. Right, mm-hmm. man, and landscape got, format and then, too, right?
2: Yep,
4: landscape right. format. Very, It's very much reads like a movie. And then you can go back, I think, a little bit before that when he worked with Andy Kuhn on uh, the uh, the
2: annotated Mantooth. Oh yeah, Mantooth. Nice. Look yep. at you, oh, all, all yep. up on fractions history and shit. <laughs> hey,
1: how, ma-
0: how am I doing sound wise? My my t- much better. Right. I Look have yes. I have a little fraction tidbit. It's not oh, going to take good. long. It's just I, it's just something that just made me take a step back yes. and wonder, are these people not on the same page, or or are we being led to believe that they're not on the same page? I read Invincible Iron Man twenty one today. Mm-hmm. Yes, came, came out today, and, and I was stunned at the appearance of a character within this book as if as if nothing has been going on for the past couple of oh, years. Oh, I've heard about it. Yeah. yeah you mean, and and you know I'm, there's pleasure? no, 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 not pleasure. <laughs> no. There, there's a, there's a mini series going on by Mr. Brubaker and Hitch called Reborn, and we're getting to the end of that. But the events of Iron Man 21 take place after it. They have to take place after it. I won't say why, but... And it just makes me wonder, if you look at New Avengers Annual number 1 and you look at Dark Avengers Annual that came out last week, is there not a lot of cross-pollination going on with the creative teams because they seem to be stepping on each other's toes?
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, Fraction's definitely part of the Avengers Summit because he was, you know, in his last word balloon, he talks about, you know... The, he actually talks about it, so he's they they throw Iron Man into that Avengers bin of of titles but so I don't un-
0: unlike New Avengers annual and Dark Avengers, which were basically one page stingers at the end. Yeah. the person in question is a character in this book he's in it for a good number of pages, and to me, whatever they have planned for siege with resetting the Avengers status quo i'm not saying it's going to ruin it because. I really don't think that's possible because we've been waiting for this a long time, but it, there you, you can't say that it doesn't deaden part of the impact. it doesn't lessen the, the the wow factor at seeing three of the top dogs in the Marvel Universe together again after so long
1: mm-hmm.
0: that well I, I don't it just happened in Iron Man 21. It's it's been done, all right? So wh- what are they going to do for siege? Maybe they have something super spectacular planned. And uh it's just like haha jokes on me. I
4: don't know, but I hear that it's been building for years.
0: Okay. And and
4: That's what the ad said. Yeah, <laughs> it it has been.
0: It, it's just uh, just I was just And another thing, for those who are reading uh War Machine, David and I, James Rhodes is in this book. Mhm just like the day he walked out of high school i mean his face is 100% there right, his right, his right. arms are, are do they not talk to greg pack like he blew him to hell in in oh, War machine
3: man, maybe this is be the artist maybe this is no. the that norman stole that's walking around
0: oh good point david i didn't even think of that but he does, he aids them why would the cl- I, why would I know,
2: they, i'm just throwing it out. yeah but that's a good know, that's I haven't, nice i haven't read the Siren Man issue yet so i don't know and uh, remember, I we said i Art Man, but I don't.
0: I said last week about the Larocca art not being too uh, oh. heavy on the reference. Uh, Sawyer from Lost is in this one. <laughs>
1: that's
2: that's <laughs> been his go-to. Oh, that's been his go-to Tony Stark since the launch of the book. It's, <laughs> it drives me nuts. There, <laughs> there's one panel where Tony
0: has this this you know smirk on his face with the dimple. That's Sawyer's dimple.
2: Oh, uh, that, you if you go back and listen, uh, that's Kenny back-
3: from the Universal from uh, from the Warren Ellis series.
2: Yeah, oh, the first see, I time, I, I, the first I, time I talked about him, that's why I ran on the show, I was going nuts because it was freaking sore. And, it's yeah. just droop. and and now that Lost is coming back on the air, I guess we'll be seeing a lot more of them because he's gonna have more more frame capture he can do. <laughs> but Knife. no, Knife. it's
0: it's still not not a bad uh, effort yeah. effort by Mr. LaRocca. It's it's pretty good. And and the events of the book are really cool. And so I would recommend it, but it's just I'm not complaining. I just wonder oh, a little you know bit. what kind of coordination is going on or, or yeah, like I'm I,
1: complaining
2: a little bit
0: Compline, No no I'm, That's I good. there's That's nothing good. I'm entitled, man. but there's That's nothing you for. there's nothing to complain about it's mm-hmm. you know I'm just wondering about the logistics have they bitten off more than they can chew is is reborn taking so long that you know it's it's starting to have the well, it's infinite, like Brian, the internet <laughs> you know, it's having the the infinite crisis effect on things. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Well, let's talk about that for a second broadly because it's a Marvel Indies thing. I think it's a tough spot, right, if you're the editors because at some point you can't hold up the whole line for lots of reasons, not the least of which is monetary. You can't right. let... 10 or 15 of your top books go, not go, come out for a month or two. And I guess some people could say, well, why don't you throw in a one shot? But people lose their minds if they, get, you know, we're long, pay- when we used to just show up and buy stuff off the, off the stands, yeah, you could throw in a, a you know, an inventory story and we'd be none the wiser because we were just happy to have a comic. But these days, you can't, I mean, inventory well, you can't. stories are death now. Well, so.
3: And you can't have an inventory story in, in between the, fourth fifth issue of a exactly.
2: Yeah, exactly yeah exactly so so what are they to do you know i mean i don't i, I don't i don't envy them sometimes in this like because yeah. i mean i know there was a big old shit storm about last week with the like you said vince the dark avengers annual on that last page and you know i mean i just think like okay but i mean
4: uh, hey I, we turn the three worlds yeah, um, you know, yeah. what are they? i mean do? more recently flash rebirth, rebirth. I mean, that's yep. that's
2: kind of i guess the, was, yes, the so, answer but. is don't Give the job to artists that you know can't do a monthly book, or don't solicit it unless they've shown you the pages for the first three of six issues right yes, like, was, was-,
3: was was there anything on 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 the uh, the recap page saying events in this book take place.
2: Mm,
0: that's a good question. I have it right here, and I don't remember reading anything like that. <laughs> events so.
2: in this like book uh, take Inter- place Inter- after Inter- two thousand and ten.
1: No, well,
2: Lantern said these events take place after Black uh, after Blackest Night number six, and they Oops. actually Oops. which Oops. Was te- technically like, so. was, was,
4: was was accurate. Yeah, but they meant <laughs> they, they did take place it, after number six.
3: The, uh,
0: and, and you want to know the kicker? It it not only features one Captain America, it features two. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. so John like, Walker.
0: No, no, the, the the current one, and it's just so it's like wow, and and they almost finish each other's sentences, so they're like buddies now, I guess, you know.
3: Like, and they, and they, uh, I, it, Wood, I, I agree with Wood, you know, don't, he, you can't, it, well, DC learned with Kevin Smith, he he had uh, one mini series on time, the second one's on time, it seems, so, um, you know, don't let the creators just. Have their way. I mean, and and don't. You're the one working for the company. Put your foot down. If if someone's going to be late, if someone's not on the line, then then you know, it's, I would think it's okay for you to exert yourself. But uh, you know,
1: my go. I, I, I
3: would.
4: Is- I would like to see things go back to to not being so intricately tied to each other, and mm-hmm. just you know, it's. I feel like Thor is getting ready to be absolutely ruined. Uh, and, and I know that's, that's a fanboyish jump to a, a big conclusion, but I've really enjoyed Thor for the last couple years when it came out because I know it hasn't been timely but uh, I feel like I feel like everything that I've been enjoying about that series is getting ready to kind of get thrown out the window and and they're throwing the you know they're throwing the baby out with the bathwater on that one
0: so did you, did you read the Gillen the first Gillen issue
4: yeah it was good but it it absolutely threw away everything that Straczynski had been building up to for the last for the last
0: year Wow Okay.
4: Major, major story points that you had gotten to really care about some characters and and I was really looking forward to you know that developing and seeing I some interesting things that Straczynski was setting up and well that's
2: not going to happen now. And so well, I will say this, you know, we you guys that's because of Siege. Getting back to that beginning rant about previews as <laughs> evil and all that stuff. I mean, I have to say if 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 you don't. <laughs> You don't have previews. To, you don't have previews to look at. Like with Thor, right? Like so the 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 final part of the JMS arc which you know which is the the Earthbound kid and 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 his girlfriend and stuff like all of that was um tied up in that one shot that just came out. Um, which is confusing as hell because, to be honest with you, I didn't pre-order that because that didn't say so in the solicit. That solicit didn't say, "Oh, this ties up the uh, end of the J. Michael Straczynski run." That and so it, well, I just well, assumed.
3: I think I it just, did. I, wasn't uh, the title of it like? It, it didn't Dream resolve a Thor anything. Thor finale or something?
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, it, it, it was it was giant sized, sized, giant sized Thor finale. finale. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. And yeah. It.
0: What? What more it, do we need to know? You
2: know? Well, no, dude. How many people are, that are going up, even walking up to the stands, have? Dude, how? It's it's classic for people for you see these oversized and think either people don't buy annuals, they don't buy one shot. Especially the after they, they just got they done, have
3: done have having like man, yeah.
2: of, you know, God of
3: Ages and things. I mean, you know, exactly. why would they not? I thought it was another one of those. Right. Mm-hmm. So one of those. the number 605. Wow. That,
0: that, you know, it must be a f- problem on their part for, because if Jason doesn't know, and Jason's nose is up the ass of, yeah, of various, all the comic I, news. I, no, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah, it must be a shortcoming on their part. Well,
2: maybe part. I missed it. I mean, it's quite possible I'm saying, but I was, like, pissed You don't miss I, much. I saw someone say, "Oh, you know, they settled that," and I was like, "Really?" I'm like, "Cause I just assumed that it was another one of those. Uh, I mean, I knew it wasn't written by Fraction, but I assumed it was another one of those. Um, right. You know, it might be cool unto itself, but it wasn't like part of the ongoing narrative. So I figured oh, I could pick it up, you know, down the road. But wasn't really um, on the cover? I, I'm just curious.
3: I, I thought I saw. I no, I haven't seen the cover. Yeah, yet. yeah,
4: yeah. Well, William okay. was on the cover, and it okay. was, and it kind of dealt with him, and and kind of moved things kind of to somewhat of a weak resolution to I mean that was you guys have to admit what straczynski was doing with Thor was an epic yeah, epic yeah. story oh absolutely epic yeah. story and it built to this kind of really fever pitch and then it just got gutted and it's done well and- I- I-
0: I think Marvel with, with, let
4: with no huge resolution to it.
1: Well,
0: you don't know, Marvel let JMS play with one of their characters and now the status quo's been restored right down to mm-hmm. Donald Donald Blake's limp. I mean, it's it's right back to square one now. It's a reboot. Yeah, the, on, the only thing that's different is Asgard is in Oklahoma, which very- probably for for you know, how long that lasts, but yeah. I mean, yeah,
4: I, I I I still don't feel like any of that story was i don't feel like he was finished thor hasn't thor hasn't won he hasn't he hasn't you know reclaimed what is lost? He's still exiled. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still Asgardians spread all over the the world. Um, Loki and Thor haven't had their comeuppance yet, mm-hmm. either one of them, because they're all still tied in with this cabal nonsense. And I, I I feel like there was this great story that was that was happening in Thor, and now because it's getting rolled into Dark Reign and and Siege, it's like okay, well. You yeah, you may have had great plans to wrap up the story, but um we're gonna we're gonna use that as our next big event. So we're gonna change we're gonna change course. We're gonna take some major you know, some major character plots that, that were interesting and well we don't have room for that now, so we're gonna have to scrap those to the side. So Kelda, yeah, she was cool. Killer. Um and, but you have
0: to admit, they let him play with that character pretty much insulated from the rest of the Marlon's well, for a uh, long time.
4: Who? Until yeah. it was until J-Mash? it was time until, until yeah. it was time to finish the
0: story.
3: third issue, you had Iron Man show up, but it's well, it's, no,
0: it's, that was just to state a no, point. I know, I
3: know, to, to get it. But I, it's,
0: that could have been the problem because they they were basically hands off for that on that book for a whole, like, long it was, time. It's
3: like Brubaker with, with Daredevil. I mean, you know, yeah, and and Iron Fist that, that, that was pretty much its own thing. And I think I they think they can't if, help we themselves. Do, Right. I, I think if if JMS knew that you know, listen, I, I only have 15 issues to do this. Maybe I'm not going to sprinkle as guardians
2: all. Yeah, I think the that's arrow. right, David. Mm-hmm. I think exactly yeah, right. I think JMS didn't. He, you know him and he and peter david and some of the other guys that, that they you know they kind of have a little history now they kind of get boned in that regard they yeah. they get they get stuff and then they get taken away and in jms's case it was sort of the last straw and he said all right i'm going to go to dc and, well, can you, imagine, can, you, imagine, that, you know? can,
4: can you imagine them doing that to walt simonson whenever he was 14 issues into his run on thor
0: it's a different yeah,
4: time yeah I'm going to that's what maybe, I was going to say. Maybe in I mean,
3: 15 years we'll get Thor forever. He'll come back. He'll get to tell the story he <laughs> wanted to tell. Yeah. And, and You're using <laughs> our joke from AC this week. And then, yeah. and then, then he can the go ahead and do this and, and he can finish at 12.
2: So well, at the end of the day, <laughs> right? At the end of the day, love it or not, we just have to accept that that's the way the that's the way the market is right now, right? Which is mm-hmm. that every couple years, main characters like you, you know, uh, that's why actually like with Brew Baker and Cap, it's so impressive because Cap is a main character and he's got you know, but like. With with the Iron Fist and even Hercules, which we all – like, um, you know, those characters, yes, they can stay in the periphery for some time or the cosmic with Ab- Abnett landing, because they're not core characters. So as long as they're selling well enough and the stories are good and well-received, they'll let them do their thing. But, you know, you get a character like a Thor or an Iron Man or a Batman or a Superman and you really got to take what you can get. You know, even as a writer, if you, if you get 12 to 18 issues to just do your thing – Feel you got to feel fortunate because you it's know a lot more
0: than others get.
2: Yeah, love it or not, you know it. The fact is, these days the big two rely on events, whether you want to characterize them as the mega events or the yeah. mini events. But but tie-ins, crossovers, variant—these are all part of how they run their business, and it it's Absolutely. working for them now. So you know, do and I it feel sort of bad? It
4: leads to terrible fucking stories. Well,
2: sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, you're loving Blackest Night. That's it's a the, massive It's the, it's the, fight, it's cross the cross first
4: road. big event that I feel has been worth oh, a shit, shit, and it's right. not over yet.
2: But I know plenty of people that love Civil War. I know plenty of people that loved Final Crisis. I know plenty of people that love – I mean Infinite Crisis. So I'm saying each, each group of – there's a group of comic fans that like – have liked different events and not liked other events. I'm saying – but the point is they sell. Right. Yeah. So they're, sure. they're going to keep doing them. So I, I, I see both sides of this. If I were, I could see JMS being bummed as a fan of the Thor that JMS was doing, I'm, um, I'm bummed that we're going in a different direction. On the other hand, there are lots of people, probably more than not, that are pretty giddy for the end of Dark Reign. And I think, Chris, you're in that camp and the, the heroic age. When well, we know that something of this involves the heroic age and it doesn't take a, it doesn't World take a genius for that means that yeah but however we get there right we talk the status quo after this is going to be the main marvel icons are going to be back in the forefront and they're going to be you know, a lot of the point is that we're going to have an Avengers team with Thor and Iron Man and Cap and all that, and and that's a lot of people want that, right? Just like so, you know. I mean, I just say like you got to enjoy the ride. If you if people don't want to go on board these events, hey, more power to you. You know, I, yeah. I there, there's events I skip. I'm, I'm I tend to skip more. You know, I'll skip a DC event every here or there because you know I'm it's, I have less I'm less beholden to the history there. Sure. I'm sure people, but I'm just saying like I'm not going to condemn Siege for it. Even if, even if, even if maybe it's not what they, JMS, would have done with Thor. Like Siege could be badass for all I know. I know I'll tell you one thing: Olivier Coypel is a bastard. So the fact he's drawn six issues of a, of a series gets me excited in and of itself. I mean, the yeah. story could be a, a an average story, and I'll enjoy own, buying those six issues. You know. So I will say one oh, thing though: badass.
0: the uh, the promo poster that they mm-hmm. released for Siege. Yeah. That's that's not going to get anybody on the fence to buy the book. I thought that was really weak. The the image with Osborn and Loki and and Iron Man with the it's it's not good. It's and now
2: not now you're talking about the um the uh, the the long wide uh like the, the the one with all the Asgardian gods.
0: No no it's just Osborn looking all malevolent and then Loki Here, is here's my problem with not good you. not good at all.
4: And I have not kept up with with um, Dark Rain or is that okay Dark Rain. Dark um, Rain. And so I don't really know exactly what is going on with Norman. He's got his hands full with with plenty of stuff. He's got he's got the New Avengers running around. I'm uh, the uh, Namor and and Emma have kind of told him to fuck off. He's got shit going on with with Doom. There is a largely deserted, abandoned city floating in oklahoma and this all of a sudden is his biggest priority
0: well they are gods
4: the, no like i said there is a mostly deserted abandoned city you yeah, know there's like five people living there
0: five gods that, that
4: that are like hanging out having hamburgers at a diner down the street not doing anything else so this is number one on his priority list well, really
0: the, the big dog is gonna try and tempt the gods i mean that's that's what big dogs do Shh. what
2: boo mm. <laughs> that's, i don't know i mean that, i guess it's ridiculous come on <laughs> well all events are contrived in their Dude's origin. Not I, I mean, Civil back. War started because uh, Nitro, who was a D-list villain out of nowhere, blew up a school and killed kids. I mean, that's as contrived as you yeah, can. It, I mean, it, it, I'm just like, come on.
4: Isn't there, isn't there, couldn't they come up with something better?
0: The, yeah, <laughs> does, the, does the phrase, I mean, spit in, me in the eye of God, of God, God me. mean nothing to you? I mean, it, it's uh, Osborn's uh, hubris. That's yeah, I was going to say, is. it
2: would make sense to me that Osborn would want to capture God power. He's after everything else, too. I mean, why wouldn't that? Yeah. That's sort of the point. He doesn't, he, he's finally gone too far. He's trying to now go up against the gods, and that's, too, the, the, that's, right he's become, uh, Harada thing, from the,
0: uh, Harbinger.
6: <laughs> mm-hmm. <Okay>. What, David? <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> Hello, this is Drew Woodworth from the Killer Comics blog and podcast. A few weeks ago, you guys were talking about the crappy coloring on Captain America and on Marvel books in general. Well, a few months ago, when I was rereading my Captain America run, I was missing a few of the single issues from Brewbreakers Run, so I borrowed the Omnibus from my brother. Well, in the course of reading them, I pulled out a single issue and compared it side by side with the Omnibus. And lo and behold, there was a huge difference. The higher quality paper on the Omnibus made the colors look much crisper and bolder, and took out a lot of the murkiness. But just so we're clear, it's not the coloring on the Marvel books, but the paper. Thanks, guys. Love the podcast.
3: The conversation he had in the cabal, who's, who is, in quotes, who, who's telling Norman to do this? The
2: goblin. The goblin. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, the dude's not playing. Yeah, he's a loony. For yeah, to yeah.
3: to begin with. So, you know, he', would, he would be he badass
2: would, is if we find out the goblin is really low-key fucking with him. You know? Oh, like, no. If the goblin
3: was the dude behind the door in, in the shadow. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It'd be awesome, but I don't know yeah. if they're going to do that, but- <laughs> Oh, I know. Yeah. <sighs> Comic, I, I don't know. I mean, look, I, I, I don't front on right. events because I, I read them and sometimes I think they suck. Sometimes I think they're pretty good. Um, You know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I just think either you're on board with them or you're not. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. like it's a pretty straightforward decision these days. I mean, I, I um,
0: it's their number one know. sales mechanism.
2: Sure. Yeah, they, they, and,
0: There was know, a hands-off policy on, on Hercules for a long time, and all of a sudden, hey, fan reaction, yeah. this book's pretty good. You know what? I mean, we'll, how have we'll we been in the last few months. months?
2: Ooh, DC had the six, top six books. Oh, DC had seven of the top ten. You know, in the Right, well, well, that's because Marvel doesn't have an event. Are you damn sure that's why Marvel's getting ready to have an in event. And <laughs> my, my
4: fear with Blackest Night is that it's going to get strung along, because I'm definitely in the camp of people. It's like, I'm enjoying it. I, I really am enjoying Blackest Night, but it, it's kind of time to kick it in the... In in the fucking shorts right now and and get Uh going because the the story device that they're kind of playing around with is getting a little played out it's like okay we get it just about every character in the DCU is going to have people that have died that can come back and haunt them and, and really torment them alright we've been doing that for about two and a half three months now so let's, let's get on to the next part and that's the, that's the thing about events is that they become very popular and, and they do well and they get strung out and and more stuff gets crammed in
2: so. on the other hand though if you're DC you're sitting there th- mm-hmm. saying holy shit we just had the top six books for the first time in the history of Diamond putting the numbers out mm-hmm. so you know uh, and it's because we have Blackest Night tie-ins like damn we, we, we got, we're on to something here you know so it's like I mean
0: there's people whacking off in the- yeah, like, I always.
1: I
2: mean, I, I can hear people listen to us or any show. I mean, you know, AC, anyone that talks about comics and thinking like, I, I know sometimes we talk as though we're representative of, but I mean, yet at the same point in time, like a lot of people are grooving. All I mean, I, I've I've heard nothing but platitudes from most people that have actually tried the Blackest Night tie-in books, and you know, we, we have been great. Yeah, for the most part, they've been pretty. Yeah, they've been pretty entertaining. So it's just like again, it's like hit or miss. Like I read most of the Secret Invasion tie-ins and thought they they weren't so good to be honest with you, but but uh but that doesn't mean that the siege ones won't be you know it's just sort of a matter of each event is unto itself and you know i i don't know yeah. i mean um True. i'm on board with it just because i love i love courtpel and i mean you're going to have a hard time yeah, for me. me too want to yeah. see him draw draw the tr- the, tr- the trio there but um but uh, it's
0: yeah, very it addictive, though. It, it's, it is. It's yeah. Setting up these storylines, like, I saw the Deadpool cover, and it had the Nation X stamp on it, mm-hmm. and I, the one with the XX baby cover yeah. where he's making the X with his hands, I'm thinking, well, I guess I got to read Nation X, because it's <laughs> got the friggin' Deadpool in it. And uh, uh, so I, for, I forget it. who I read who said this, but uh, it was very profound, it, and they said, um, putting Deadpool in a story is akin to spiking the punch. You can't go wrong with Deadpool in a story. The man.
2: He the That's man. Right.
0: It's the Actually, truth. I'm
2: pretty bummed because I've been trying to get a uh, Deadpool statue for my comic room. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he's like all over the place now. So his statue, there's really only one like a full statue, which is a Bowen that came out a few years ago. It's just yeah. through the roof right now on, on eBay and stuff because oh. he's so popular right now. So,
4: nah, wait wait for him to... That, that character is a roller coaster of popularity.
2: Any the so. out there? Feel like getting rid of a Deadpool <laughs> I'll, see,
4: I'll see if there's Book one around. I'll see if there's one. I think there might be one at Dark Tower. Off to yeah. check. Um, can, can I talk about something that is that is oh not event driven? No. Or, or published by by Marvel or DC. Do it. It is from Dark Horse and uh, came out last week, couple weeks ago. I'm not for sure. It is Brian Talbot's new book, Granville. Oh, Granville. Mm-hmm. Have you guys Have you guys perused it yet?
1: Uh, sitting ahead.
2: here on a shelf, but no, I have not.
4: I think Vince in particular is going to dig on this. It's, um, and so I got to my- talk to, I got to talk to, to Tom. And it, it, I think, I think all of you guys will enjoy it. I think there's a little something in this for everyone. Um, you, have you all read, uh, Luther Arkwright? Yes. Okay. There, there are bits and pieces of Luther Arkwright in here. You've got the, uh, the, the big Propeller driven dirigibles and, and just kind of like, you know, wacky, um, uh, wacky machinery. There's a lot of steampunk in here. It's very much a steampunk Victorian, uh, universe. Uh, the, the, the basic setup and, and then I'll kind of get into some of the cooler points. Um, Talbot does this a lot though uh, it is an alternate an alternate history earth, and this one is if uh France had won the Napoleonic Wars and uh, basically took over uh what is Great Britain and it was under French rule for uh hundreds of years and uh, uh, this takes place I think late eighteen hundreds ish um, and and the the English have just just kind of recently fought for and gained their independence and are on uh, very uneasy terms with the French, oh, and by the way, everyone is animals
0: mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: it's, it's all it's all anthropomorphics it's uh kind of like you know black sad you know that kind of stuff so uh the main character is a badger who is a uh, uh, works for Scotland Yard in England and has to investigate uh, a murder that uh, that happened in England but is being traced back to France and it opens up this this floodgate of conspiracy and and uh political intrigue and and all this crazy stuff so it's you know it, it's so hard to describe it's it's kind of uh um it's very very sherlock holmes uh, inspired the main character is is kind of a mix between um sherlock holmes uh doc savage and well a badger hmm. and it's uh there's a watson-like character um you know talbot kind of lifts lifts off some of the the inspirations and uh um it's a lot of uh, like turn-of-the-century cartoonists and, and science fiction writers. And he said not to mention Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Rupert the Bear, and Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it's. Fantastic, a great detective story, a lot of action, but it's all with animal characters, and there's some just laugh out loud funny moments in here. But there's also, I mean, there's also some brutally violent stuff, some um, crazy ass badger sex scenes. Uh, just all right. it's, <laughs> it's nuts. It's nuts, and it was like eighteen bucks, and it was worth every every freaking penny. So, and it's a nice hardcover. So. um I, it's hard to describe everything. Just go out, buy Granville, and enjoy it. It's a really, really fun story.
0: That's the way comics should be done. Yep. Like, like books. Real books. You yep. Know? You got it. That is cool. I did not order that, only because it was probably solicited during a month that was kind of heavy. So, yeah, I'm eventually going to get that. That's oh, a, grand. It's I, Yeah, yeah I have fun. everything, Talbot, which is really cool. Now, uh, would did that you be ever, the
2: running for your... Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead,
0: No, I was just going to say, did anybody ever read uh Technophage? From um, Techno Comics back in the day. Brian Talbot actually illustrated that, and I think he wrote part of it too. And that's another one of those series that nobody seems to have, not nobody, but a lot of people haven't heard about, but it's hmm. like Mr. Hero. You n-
3: probably haven't heard of the uh, the publisher.
0: Yeah, Techno Comics.
3: Neil Gaiman, Leonard Nimoy.
0: Yep, Primortals. They did uh, Mr. Really? Hero, The Pneumatic Man, which yeah. is a uh, Neil Gaiman creation. Was it Lady awesome. Justice? Yes, Gaiman had something to do with that too. Yeah. Techno comics. It is
4: not even listed in his other books by Brian Talbot section of this. Wow.
0: No, that's, a, that's a shame. Because wow. Technophage Geez. is really, KNO
3: I th- comics.
4: Right.
0: The next, I, think, right? I think he did the Shadow Death miniseries. There was a, a Technophage ongoing, which ended, and then there was a five or six issue Shadow Death miniseries, and I think that was Talbot's. But just great stuff. Yeah. Talbot's the man. Dense? Oh, my awesome. God. Yeah. He's like the dwarf nebula of comic book writers. Everything is so concentrated.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, uh, for those of you who haven't read uh, The Adventures of Luther Arkwright, definitely check it out. This is um, uh, a little different art style for him on this, but, but it's, it's very, very nice, very, very cool. So.
0: You guys laughed, but I meant to say Neutron Star but it's still funny. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 actually, and,
2: and, it's not as funny now that you've corrected yourself. I, I know. Like if you just stuff it ether, it would have been funnier. Peek funny.
0: behind the curtain. And, you, you,
4: and I believe that uh, that uh, Jason was going to ask me if this would be in the running for uh, Best Original Graphic Novel for the 11 O'Clockers, right, Jason?
2: That is. Um, yes, sir.
0: Because that's what we're running on our forum. You can find it at forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or... 11 o'clock comics.com what we're doing is what everybody does but with style this time
1: <laughs> with <the Yeah>. <laughs> we, we're, we're the taking
0: feeling. basically it's the best of 2009 and there's a bunch of different categories you can hop on vote for who you think is deserving in each one and at the end of the uh, year we'll tally them all up and read the results and give our choices too
1: Yep
2: couple of yep. uh, housekeeping notes on that um mm-hmm. one i i did go through this week and um tally the votes so far and obviously um anyone that that i, I people are free to go in and, and change them cuz i know some people have said oh, i'm going to come back to it and stuff so if you change it i'll I'll update your i have everybody linked to there to their you know file, so that's no big deal if you change your vote, I'll change it on the uh, tally. But did go tally, we've got about eighty submissions already, which is pretty nice. I was pretty impressed that you know we this early in the game we've got that many submissions. Um, but also uh, a couple things, um, a couple people it seems like they weren't sure if if they could like vote for just a few categories. And by absolutely, I mean there's no um, there's a lot of categories. So if you just feel strongly about a few categories and that's all you want to vote for, by all means, there's no rules there. Just just feel free to to just cast a vote for a couple of them and, and we'll count them just as we would if you voted for the whole ballot um, and the other thing is you know we have a, a little Google Docs a little taking them behind the curtain here um, with, with with all of the picks and the tallies and our own picks and um, there's been a little bit of a discussion there and I'm not sure if Vince has logged into it or not yet because he hates Christmas that but, would be um, a no yeah but, uh, I'm, but the uh, only one, I'm the only one that has put all of my picks there and I made
4: them pretty for everyone but yeah I, I, I will put mine in there soon like um, the little
0: um, I, got I only came to a yeah. conclusion on two of them Everything else I'm torn. Two were overpowering and I ha- and I have no choice but to vote for these people mm-hmm. and or works. But the other ones I ha- I don't know.
2: I sure. know exactly but, which two you've already decided me
6: too, on. Me I too. think so.
1: But, What's yeah. that?
2: Uh, well you're gonna do it for a favorite OG a collected edition or OGN and It's gonna be a stereos policy. Sure.
0: Right, a stereo's right. Polyp. right. And, and, and favorite
4: and single issue is gonna be is gonna be punished for the list.
0: It's close, but no, mm-hmm. I I didn't it come up the, it's no, that's it's a creator not I actually. Yeah, it is a creator. It's actually a colorist. Yeah. Dalstatus.
2: Ah, okay. Know. Okay. Um, but Hands anyway, down. so, but a couple things are, are during, uh, David and Chris were kind enough to go into the Google Docs and look at it. Thank you guys. And, uh, and there was a little discussion going on there. Um, two, so two things I guess we, we should, we should talk about and, um, a, and whether or not we're gonna sort of change the categories. One, and I think Chris makes a good point, um, the category is currently favorite collected edition slash OGN. And, you know, we've said it many times in the show, this is shaping up to be sort of the year of the OGN. And Chris was saying, um, you know, is there any reason we're not uh, splitting it up so that we can, you know, have a vote for, um, you know, favorite collected edition um, and then the favorite OGN. And I don't have an objection to that. I just wanted to see what you guys thought before I went ahead and changed it um and then the other thing um while we're talking about this was uh we have you know favorite penciler favorite inker favorite colorist obviously that's a little bit exclusionary for people that you know have wear multiple hats i mean like where would you characterize jh williams iii for detective is doing pretty much all of it um so i didn't know if if we wanted to sort of alter that at all or like do a favorite art category or just a favorite you know um you know, uh, I don't know how we would we would add. I don't know how we would differentiate, but but it's certainly open for discussion. And hmm. you know, so. I, I like
0: the idea of splitting the OGN and uh, collection okay. because. It, even though uh, Asterios Pop is going to be my choice, how can Asterios Pop compare to, say, Jack Kirby's The Demon Omnibus? You know what I mean? Because sure. yeah. they're they're both fantastic works, but they're very different. So to pit one against another, it's kind of tough. Yeah. So I, I think that's a good idea. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, and what about the art categories? I mean... Um, how do you handle no. something like a, a J.H. Williams? I mean, to be fair, to be honest, not to, I don't want to. A, a vast. Well, actually, a lot of people have voted for him, and they voted for him as, as favorite penciler, which I think would be a logical. Under the way we categorize it, that would be a logical way to vote for him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know if that's fair to him, fair to the, anyone else that is sort of just penciling. Well, this, yeah, I don't this,
3: know. I don't know if. I don't know how tight his pencils are. I don't know if like
2: like Paul Mounts with, with Eagle Sham.
3: I don't know if he's finishing anything for. Uh, I don't know if Dave Stewart is finishing anything for for, for Williams, right. um, because Williams, like Chris just said, is is tight, um, and he does the layouts and he does do the work. Everything I guess up until Stewart colors it, I would probably. Put him – if I were to vote for him, put him as a penciler and then pick an anchor. I don't think I would pick him as an anchor and then look for another favorite pencil unless I felt strong sure. enough where I'd have him be both. But I'm fine with finding my favorite penciler of the year and finding my favorite anchor of the cool. year. That That's me, okay. but by all means,
1: if Yeah, that's
2: to- kind of how I am too, but I just wanted to open it up. And then the, the other thing is um, the third thing. And this is more of a – I know the Eisners do this, but we, we have – we didn't last year, but it does make some sense. The uh, the, the writer – how about me comparing us to the Eisners? It's hilarious. Um, uh, favorite oh, – yeah, favorite writer artist, you know, because there are obviously guys that that do it all, like our mm-hmm. like our buddies, you know, Jeff Lemire has, has one, but but you know, so uh, and, oh. and and Mass Mass obviously with Astero. so it's like, do we want a category that sort of acknowledges a guy that's doing it all versus because we have favorite writer, we have favorite artist, but yeah. we don't have. Let's just do it and give it to Darwin Cook and be done with it.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> n- n- gonna nice gonna be, try! You know, I think <laughs> Mast- Mast-
4: Mast- jelly and Lemire and a couple other guys would be eligible too. Uh, and already, yeah. yeah, but and it, all But it's, but it's like the Oscars, you know? It's um, Masakeli will get his, and so he can't, you know, take them. You know, we're not doing the old dances with wolves. We'll, you know, spread it out a little bit. I will. But yeah,
2: I just want to, because the main, my main reason for bringing it up now is, is it's, it's only a couple weeks to the end of the year. Obviously, we'll leave this open for a few weeks into January so people can actually, you know, think about it. No, vote, but December thirty first done. <laughs> but, Voting, but, done. But the point being is, is a lot of people have voted already, so I want to yes, give them, like, you can
3: make sure you, you, you nominate, you get your vote for Blackest Night number. Whatever that'll come out the day
2: before. That's, that's, um, wow. <laughs> I want to. I want to give people a chance that already have voted to, if we do alter the categories, to go ahead and, and change or add to their votes. So, um, so you guys are saying yes to adding a writer artist category. Sure, and you're saying. Keep pencil or ink or colorist as is, mm-hmm. and you're saying split up OGN and collected editions. Uh, sure. Yes.
0: Why the hell okay. not?
2: Nice. All right. And then Vince, yeah. anytime you want to go ahead and jump in there, buddy. All good. Yeah. Yes. Love I to, to have show. you, pal. And hey, and, uh, and
0: everybody, make sure you change your votes like twelve o'clock, twelve <laughs> oh, midnight. Uh, yeah. That's just me. so Jason has some work to do. No,
1: <laughs> I,
2: I I have it set up so that that's not going to be a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, I,
4: meant, I mentioned Darwin Cook. Did any of you guys pick up Jonah Hex fifty? Yep. Oh,
2: dude, it's oh. so effing good! It's oh my God. mind-bogglingly good! It's unreal,ly it's ridiculously good. It's yeah, again,
0: you know, all that all that is not hyperbole, but you could say that about every issue of Jonah Hex. I'm not belittling Mr. Stewart, but Jonah Hex is always good. But this the one, Jonah is Hex special. is always good,
2: and somehow this managed to dwarf the average Jonah Hex issue. Yeah.
0: You're, you're okay,
2: I, it's I'll, very I'll be, good, either. and oh, yeah. Darwin has a big to do with that. You know, I love Darwin. Oh, oh yeah,
0: Darwin. yeah.
2: But, I mean, he's got it. You know, uh, it's just it's oversized. It's it's Darwin. It's. It's a heart, it's a gut wrench. I mean, I guess oh, again, Jonah terrible. Hex is gut wrench <laughs> because he's not a very, he's not a nice guy, and people seem to. But, but this is just, I mean, punchy in the gut type of stuff. Yeah. So you'd I love mean, to
0: know him, though, wouldn't you? You'd love to be, I would love to have a friend like Jonah Hex. He's my badass friend. Look at that. his friends though? He doesn't. Have oh, you no, know, I would. He'd get me like the best seats in the house if I wanted. <laughs> nice.
4: <laughs> Oh that that scene where they go into the bar at the very beginning and they're just kinda like you'd throw a bunch of money on the on the counter and, and basically tell everyone to like leave and not come back till tomorrow.
1: <laughs> oh
2: yeah. Well, dude, um, I, I
4: mean, brilliant.
2: Watching you know what's great about Jonah Hex is I, I I love I love Westerns. They're like the lost art of movies and uh and it's just a little. I mean, even though it's it's its own thing and it's been around a long time, it just it does still a little tiny bit. It scratches that itch that I have from 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 Deadwood being canceled so so pretty uh-huh.
5: but you yeah.
0: know the thing that just confuses me about Jonah Hex. We all know how good it is. Why is there no huge push for Jonah Hex except when somebody like Darwin Cook comes on? Then we see the one pages
2: like uh, ooh, Darwin, no, you know. I, I, I I think that you got it. I think that's a time this is a, a title where you have to give uh, uh you have to give uh to Dio credit because th- this is a book that has long sold under the mark where most DC mainstream books can get right. canceled. Yeah. And and he's kept it alive and his main t- is his point is look, I know it doesn't well, sell the best but it's a niche book. It appeals well, to an audience we think that that is different than a lot of our core readership and it's so good that I'm happy to keep it going. So I I well, again, really
0: that think- could be you can attribute that to uh a shortcoming on their part too, like maybe it would be a good seller if you kind of promoted it a little bit. The, you know? Well,
4: don't forget it's going to it's going gonna, it's gonna to get it's going to get plenty of its own
2: promotion coming up here real soon. When it comes out, you mean? Yeah. 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 So no, I mean you could be right, Vince, but I'm saying like I think there's plenty of books that don't get promoted by the big two that should, but I think in this case. I mean, I don't know that they promote it, but I think the fact that they just let it keep coming out is, is in and of itself kind of a, a worth dipping yeah. worth this cap. And Megan so. Fox is
0: one hell of a billboard, let me tell you. So, <laughs> she I mean, nice. She's there'll the be some attention to that. Yeah. No, David? No, not her, no, no, no. Oh, my God. Really? Wow. Dude, She's dude, drag. dude she that, that bell that. would ring before I even stepped in the dude. ring. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God, dude.
2: I would sn- snap it up yeah. like a I would push you right to her then. Be my guest. Oh,
0: no, not the digital so, underground. Uh, See, you know Jason's serious <laughs> when he's referencing <laughs> digital underground.
3: <It's- laughs>
0: Oh wait, I'm wrong. Wasn't Bell that uh, Bell? Yeah, no, see, I'm wrong. Yeah. That's how much I know no, no,
4: about that. We did not no, just no, say boy, the fucking egg. words "Bell Biv DeVoe." Yeah, we did. Oh, oh do me, baby. <laughs> All
1: right, uh, Julian's like
0: Vince. Vince, that's not Digital Underground. <laughs> He's <laughs> no, just no, hanging no. his head.
2: Julian is in his glory this week. Yeah, Julian sent an email. What's that? He, what is that? He, did he did. Yep. Yes.
3: Short about but to the DC point. News? He, yeah, yeah kind of. Just wanted to say it was good to see Vince. It was good to see Jason reborn at Wild Pig. Uh, he has one question for you guys. Did any of you read Mayhem, the comic Mayhem, the iTunes <laughs> LP. Uh, I bought it, and even though the comic is terrible, I like the way it works. No really <laughs> one nope. talk about this like at all. Uh, also do you, you think <laughs> yeah. the new team up of the major magazine pub- I thought you just had one question. Do you think the <laughs> new team up of the major magazine publishers to make a format standard for digital devices will have an effect on digital comics? Yeah. I think the Apple Slate is a reality finally. This is the third serious push I've heard from old media. Also, Caveman Batman is Planeta's. It's the <laughs> Shiz Knight. Mm-hmm his name Julian.
1: Okay.
0: Um yeah, right on I, that. Yeah, I don't I don't think they're going to agree on anything. I think it's going to be a real rocky road. Yep. Cuz they're all going to want to be top dog and they're all going to want to decide the format and the delivery and the content and yeah, it's going to be tough.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh-huh. Figure out how
6: to cut up the pie. Hey, it's Stuart, aka Wet Rat, driving home from work at 2:30 in the morning, listening to the latest episode and uh on the, um, subject of Neil Adams, a few months ago, the, uh, back wall at my comic shop, uh, Daniel had a bunch of old, uh, 60s, uh, and 70s, uh, DC across the wall. And you could see the point where Neil Adams appeared on the scene. And, but it's changed it was amazing you want it was just such a beautiful example of the effect that he had i mean not only his own work but just it was like a wake-up call to everybody at dc it's like okay we can do dynamic covers We don't have to any stiff everybody's standing seeing everybody's feet dead dead dull kind of corny and fun but dead dead dull old covers and Neil Adams shows up and everybody got better. It was amazing. Um, I wish I had a, had, did, you could also have seen that little still life because it was beautiful. Anyway, I'm done rambling with my very tired self. I will hang up and then go back to listening to the show. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>
2: Yep. And, you know, that may be, not to uh, not to to pre to, uh, sell our, our our show, but that that may be my disappointment of the year. Actually, that yep. digital was a lot of sturm and drang, but not too
0: much. Ooh, nice. I nice, know, Jason. right? I nice. mean,
2: I'm I'm still not seeing long box. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm, I'm still. I mean, I'm not seeing a lot of, you know. Innovation does stuff.
0: take time, though, and and it old does. habits it die does. very hard. I mean, we're it still does. using quote fossil fuels. So if people are making money on on a on a format and a delivery system, they're not going like to. Re- Bristol,
2: so, you're I
0: know, about, but, but they're not going to reluctantly just give it up because someone says, "Hey, this is better." Yeah, it may be yeah. better, but if it's not going to line their pockets to the degree that the old way did they're not going to want to do it you know
2: Well, before we sign off I'm dying to hear Vince's thoughts on all the DC news this week because you must have been giddy
0: oh yeah you know what I had to change my pants maybe three times today it was unbelievable no I just I I was under I just don't care again I don't care I'm sorry. I'm just shocked.
2: I mean, again, I understand that you're kind of made the whole transition, but I, I am surprised that you don't at least have some passing interest in Morrison on Batman because you you love yeah. Morrison and you love. I Morrison.
0: do. I do, but he's he's not playing with the toys I want to see him play with. So wow.
2: Whatever. Whatever. Wow. All right. Well, for those I'm buying. Morrison. I'm
0: buying Joe the Barbarian. I'm, okay, hey, I'm there. Yeah. It's Morrison. But
4: for those yeah, who man, are Wow, to show me on the doll where fucking Dido touched you. I he know,
0: didn't. He was car. very cordial and bought me dinner. So I have nothing against him. But <laughs> for our know. listeners
2: who do care, uh, I mean, it was a, a pretty big <laughs> DC uh, of DC <laughs> news. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess I should only direct this toward Chris. Chris, what do you what do you think of the news? <laughs>
0: That's freaking uh, sad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: I think Earth One is is fantastic. Uh, I think it's all going to be in execution and marketing and and you know how they pull it off. But I think it's very smart. I think that it's it's uh, it's proactive and progressive, and I I applaud them for it. I think it's a, it's a great move. So um, now it's just We'd, a matter of them marketing
0: it. Mm-hmm. We do a point-counterpoint. That'll be cool. Want to try that? Absolutely. 11, o- 11 o'clock comics, point-counterpoint. Chris, you ignorant slut. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't see how this is any different from what they've been doing for years. What do you mean? This is, the, the delivery system may be different uh, in the fact that it's – now, correct me if I'm wrong. This is only going to bookstores? Or yeah, will no. this be- No, no,
4: no. It'll, it'll be available to to comic shops and bookstores and online retailers and the, anywhere you can buy books. Yeah. yeah,
2: it'll be coming out. The The point is that the big nuance there, though, Vince, which is I think what you're getting at is Random House has been alluding for some time to DC that it would like original content, because fair or not, and I think it's okay. a, I think it's a ridiculous claim. They think that they'll have a better time getting bookstores to push and sell content that's not reprinted content, but original content. And I, I I'll, I'd like to see it, but that's what they think. No, so it'll uh, be bookstores original, you know, along it'll be along, you know, it'll out, it'll be out in the bookstores at the same time it's out in the comic shops and it'll be original content. So it won't be like, you know, where trades are obviously reprints of stuff. So and, and that's
4: why I said it's, it's going to be how they market it. Vince, yeah, is Because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, um, when, uh, batman or the dark knight or whatever film was out you go to a bookstore you look online go to a comic shop and it's like where do i start and you know we know that batman year one is is a good place to start but it's kind of hard to find that in the sea of of batman trades that are out there well here you go this if it's marketed as if you want to read about Batman, this is the place for you to start it's It is the first in a series of ongoing Batman stories that will give you everything that you need to know, and the same thing with the Earth One Superman so it it opens it opens those iconic characters up to to new readers that might have a passing interest in them.
1: Mm. And but I you think do, that
4: is a huge deal.
0: Yes, but you do realize that this, uh, a project like this, basically has two years of shelf life. I would say, maybe. No, I think. Maybe, I think
4: you're, no, it's an evergreen product. It's
0: it's, it's go, No, it's going to be another Ultimate Universe because you're going to. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they have uh, an influx of the number of readers that they wanted exactly what they were shooting for. Now you have a whole bunch of readers that are just weaned on this new Earth or whatever the hell it's called, Earth One or whatever. And so now all of the... the. The, the mythology of that universe gets built up over the course of two years, and then you have the same problem you have with the standard DC universe.
2: I, I, different, different,
4: because you're not pumping out hundreds of issues, and then by the time that 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 the ultimate universe needed to be reset, well, they had they caused the the same problem that they were trying to get away from, which they got mired in their own continuity.
0: Right. And how many of these uh, are they, well, are they planning know, okay, in a it's, year? It's, do you know? Pro- well, it's going to be roughly the
2: same. Well, I mean, another it's going to be two O.T.Ns a year, which is equivalent to about 10 to 12 issues, so... I mean. Oh, that's know, I, it? Yeah, yeah two, about, two, their goal is two, two a year. year, yeah. Oh, that's not bad they're, at all, then. Per, per character.
0: No, that's but, not bad at
4: but, all. But Jason, what I was going to say is another problem with the Ultimate Universe is that, yeah, it so was... It was new, yeah, it was... Except for Ultimate Spider-Man and uh, the Ultimates for those, you know, what, uh, 24 issues, pretty much. But the, my problem as far as the Ultimate Universe for introducing new readers to those characters is that it got to a point especially in Ultimate Spider-Man where it was kind of a gag and a fanboy kind of jerk-off of ultimizing characters and yeah, it may have been uh, It's a fair uh, point it may have been an introduction of a new character but it was every fa- it was cool to me to see wow. ultimate daredevil but to a reader that was totally unfamiliar with that character absolutely no reason to get excited there's, I gotta,
0: I there's no difference so- at all between the ultimate universe in approach there's the ultimate universe and the 2099 universe it's the same freaking thing and, and you, that was the, the, the geek out moment was when you saw Daredevil or Doom 2099 or, you know, even Hulk 2099. Wow, look at this. This is the, the future Hulk. But then after a while, it, it just all becomes.
2: Yeah. Well, you're you're
0: drowning in your own continuity, so, so it's I, like, I, it's I, I, I think
2: else, else, but, mm-hmm. No, go ahead. I was going to
4: say, Earth, the Earth one, that's that's what they need to avoid, is is catering to people that have a preconceived notion or an understanding of the characters. It's like, let the Joker be cool. Let Riddler be cool. Don't, don't approach it in a way that it's just kind of a fanboy jerk-off moment.
2: But should you then really have the ultimate comics fanboy be writing it then? I mean... Is there a bigger um, fanboy in continuity wonk than Jeff Johns on Earth? That, right. is, that is DC hedging their bets. Yeah, right. but I'm saying, but. But Jeff Johns. But again, if we're really trying to appeal to a book market where people are casually interested in reading Batman, but aren't going to go to a LCS, like they don't know who Jeff Johns is, they don't I was, even probably know that he writes for Smallville. I mean, they well, don't here,
4: know here you go. I was talking to Dow uh, challengers about this yesterday, and that brings up a really interesting point. Number one, I think it's DC hedging their bets because they know that that DC fans and Jeff Johns fans, like myself, like probably like. You know, at least one of you guys will pick this up because you like Jeff Johns, and say, like, "Oh, I really want to see what he does with a with an early Batman story." So they know that that the the established comic fans will probably follow Jeff Johns, to pick this up. Now, kind of what I'm thinking is there a better way for? for people to get introduced to Jeff Johns that aren't familiar with his work or familiar with comics in general and say, "Wow, that was really fun. I really like that. Oh, this Jeff Johns guy is a good writer. Maybe I should check out more of his stuff." And they have like reams and reams of trades that that Jeff Johns has, has written. So maybe this is an introduction to new readers for Jeff Johns.
0: Good to be Jeff Johns. That's for mm-hmm. damn sure. JMS yeah. But, and wouldn't it be a kick in the ass if, if this Superman, uh, graphic novel becomes popular to the point where they base a future movie on it? And that would be like, it took a reboot to get Superman to be, uh, palatable to the masses. That's a kick in the, in the pants. And a huge, um, attaboy for Jeff Johns, you know? Well, nobody.
4: JMS is doing the Superman.
0: Oh really, Johns? Your, your
2: boy Shane Davis in the artwork. Nice. And nice. Gary Frank on the Batman. Oh, okay. Why are um, they giving um, Batman just, to? Not
0: yeah, why are they giving Batman to? I would think it would be the other way around. You know, yeah, you know
2: because yeah, Gary yeah, Frank's doing knows? an origin of Superman yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, you know, well, no, not the art
0: team, but Johns isn't. Wouldn't Johns be be better well, for Superman? He's
2: already Superman? doing the origin of Superman. Like, I mean, what do you ask? Just want to break. Well, mm-hmm. giving giving the keys to one of the other toys. But just know. real quick, Chris, because before I, we move on, uh, relative to your, your comments on the Ultimates, I think what you say is actually uh relative to Ultimates is quite true. I I stopped reading Ultimates, including Ultimate Spider-Man, when, you know, much like a lot of people, they launched the new <laughs> universe. I thought, oh, no, this is cool. You know, they're going to reboot. You know, uh, but it's it's not going to. You know, they're not. It's like a it's new continuity. You know, they're going to restart the characters, get them back to their core. That'll be fun. But as been said, and and you confirmed. It, it, inevitably, unfortunately, you know they're comics. So unless you're going to every year just tell a new bunch of tales that are sort of ethereal in the in the time stream, they got their own continuity, and it got annoying. And then at some point, and I don't can't even really pinpoint it for you, but at some point, I'm reading Ultimate X and Ultimate Fantastic Four and 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 the Ultimates, and I'm thinking. It's just basically like I gotta keep up with a whole nother set of, of stuff that's happened now. I'm like, well, I'm also just, you know, it's for, at this point, it's it's not worth it to me. It's not. <laughs> you know, all when I ages, che- when not, when I checked out, when when, when
4: when no, when Bendis ultimized himself with Ronan. Whenever oh. it was Ultimate Ronin, I was like, all right, I'm out.
2: yeah so I mean so I abandoned them but like I I thought it was a well intended thing but and I don't and again I don't know how you escape that which is I think to Vince's point that will be the trick I mean again we've all been to Borders we've all been to Barnes & Noble their graphic novel sections are an abomination and if all they do is I think uh, think they're looking as much online as they are but if all they do is stick Earth 1 these books And I don't care about the trade dress. If they stick these Earth One books in with every other book and they have a couple copies next to a couple copies of Batman Year One and a couple copies of Hush Mm – and, and that's, it's going to have no effect. I honestly it will have no effect. It will sell just like these other things sell, and so it'll be maybe an incremental bump for DC, but it won't have an effect. If you're right, if they really are somehow committed to having Random House put end caps and market the shit out of this stuff and say this is different, you, and maybe, maybe then it will work, and I really do like that they're attempting it, because what, what do they got to lose, right? I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with trying to capture a new audience. If it fails, well, you're back to where you were. So hey, I'm man, all for I, I,
4: saw, I saw TV advertising for the, the, Vertigo crime books on mm-hmm. uh, Spike TV or you know it was on cable um, may have been History Channel whatever but they were they were actively advertising and pushing these as crime graphic novels and right. you know I can I can see them pushing Superman and, and Batman original graphic novels as yeah. and and doing it from the you know here's here's where you can start to you know to reading about the Dark sure. Knight or whatever. Well, I, I think they're going to. I think they're going to promote it. I think they're going to market it.
2: You're right. In, in keeping with the stream of consciousness, I mean, again, another theme we talked about a, a little bit ago was, was you know how we have to kind of just come to terms with the fact that these guys they're going to revert to the status quo for a couple of years, and, and and that's just par for the course. I mean, again, the other big news at DC this week was. Uh, number one, the 2010 big event will be the Superman War of Supermen. And, you know, that Batman Morrison's coming back to Batman and he's going to tell a story of how Batman comes from the, you know, the Cro-Magnon age uh, back to the modern times. And, you know, again, I've seen people be like, oh, you know, I, I wish they'd keep telling stories, you know, with the, with the way it is now. And then I've seen people like bout time. And again, I just think that's endemic, right? But I mean, I guess my one thing, I'm like, are you, are, can people really be surprised? Like I, like, I'm not surprised that they're going to have, New Krypton go away, and Superman's no. going to be back on earth i 'm not surprised that Bruce Wayne is going to be back in present day now he may not be Batman now isn 't said he 's Batman, but i 'm not surprised if he 's coming back to present day so it 's like I guess i 'm just always baffled that people that are surprised by that because I could see if a new comic reader that started of reading comics a year ago was shocked by this, but like we 've all been around the bend like i'm like i 'm surprised that i 'm surprised when someone stays dead or or out of the picture for more than a year or two like that 's surprising to me like you know like so I mean, I just again, it's like if these are good stories and it gets us back to a point that's kind of normalized. Well, great, then you had a couple good years of interesting stories. I mean, that's yeah. all we can really ask for now at this point. I mean, well, we'll-
4: you know, it's, to bring it full circle, I, you know, we were talking about fraction and and Matt Fraction kind of explained this to me in an interview way back, and it probably probably um, said it as eloquent. Eloquently as anyone you know, I've heard. So you know, the job as a mainstream comic book writer is to tear down these characters, and then, as artfully as as possible, rebuild them to the point that they were whenever you got them, and then pass them off to the next person. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. They 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 break the characters, then they rebuild them, and then they pass them on. And you know, that's. That's what we see over and over again and that's that's okay. That's that's mainstream superhero comics.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Unless unless it was Valiant where well, supposedly dead meant dead. Well. <laughs> right right David. That well, was the yeah. tagline. Dead means dead.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. I know we were I know we're running long on Time Vince but uh tell me that you uh you read uh Assault on New Olympus.
0: Uh half of it. Yet. Oh damn it.
2: Oh, son of a bitch. Vince is starting to... F- out. Yeah, he is. How about you, David? Did you read it? I'm still waiting for it. No, it hasn't arrived yet. Oh. Well, uh, okay, then I won't... Uh, it, it was terrific. No surprise. Uh, it, it uh, you know, it's one of those... I, I don't know how the event's going to be, if you want to call it an event, but um, it was. it was a terrific issue. Just, I mean, I... I just am tickled pink every time I read a Hercules story. I, I mean, it's funny because I remember when Amadeus show was introduced in Miss Marvel, and I thought, okay, like smart kid, I get it. But I, I love that freaking kid now, man. I, I I just think they're great. I mean, it's just the whole thing. I mean, the whole Van Linty and and Pac, man. They uh they are not getting the love that they deserve for that for that damn damn book. Um and uh and our boy Gabriel, uh, you know, is obviously doing the backup there on Agents of Atlas, and there's a page there, much like in the. Uh, the, the last book where there he draws this uh this creature um which is like half octopus, part crab, part cthulhu. It's just ridiculous looking. It's awesome. awesome. And uh it's, it's just a, a romp. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the, uh, you know, the, the, the Marvel bigwigs like Wolverine and Spidey and Herc and all those guys go up against this, uh, this Olympus group. Cause there's some pretty, pretty cool. I mean, there's, there's guys like Ares and stuff. Yeah. But there's, but there's some pretty cool. You know, there's Typhon and there's, um, you know, some of the other, uh, some of the other more esoteric Greek gods, which is, uh, it's gonna be a, just a massive treat. I'm really, really looking forward to this uh, little run. Cool. It's gonna be Vince. How you doing?
1: I don't know. How do I sound? Uh, still. I'm still
2: okay. still scratchy.
4: I.
8: Uh, this is Matt. Came uh, from the forums, long time lurker and sometime caller. Yeah. I just had one of the weirdest things after me in a long time. Uh, story time, um, I run a blog that shares, like, weird, just weird, like, outsider, just weird music, I post records stuff. anyway, that's not important, uh, so, you know, times have been tough, um, and I had to, like, sell a bunch of my records, you know, just to make things, even to be able to help support. Yeah, you know, comics. It was either get rid of my records or stop getting comics. Well, obviously, I chose comics over records. You know, to me, that's incredibly easy. Anyway, missing the point here. Um. Anyway, I had a tremendous response to all the records I posted, and I got. This one, and at first I was kind of perplexed. It was a crea- it was a guy with the same name as a creator that I can't imagine anybody in the comics doesn't know. And I was like, hmm, he said he was from the UK. Now, he wanted to buy some stuff from me, so of course, I had to send him an email saying, are you a comic book writer? Is this you? If not, I'm sorry, I apologize, um, but I'm a big fan of your work. Anyway, as it turns out, and I checked his email, and it turns out that's the email he has from was brought to contact, and then later on, I got, I got an email back from him saying, yes, I am. Yeah, and weirdly enough, his name was Warren Ellis. Uh, Needless to say, the big fanboy in me is just grinning ear to ear at the concept that Warren Ellis reads my blog, sent me an email, and wanted to buy some CDs from me. I don't know why, but it blows my mind that that happened. Absolutely blows my mind. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be that surprised. Warren Ellis is on the net and all that and stuff. He has a blog. Still, kind of mind-blowing. Small world, guys. Small world. Thanks. Way behind on the show, but I do love it. Um, I'll call in later, I suppose, if you guys haven't gotten bored of this already. Awesome. Bye. Bye.
0: Uh we are way way overdue I would I would think as usual, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service. That's D C B com. Even a child could input that into a browser. Go over to their website, see how much discount you can get on your books, and you'll be glad you did. That's all I'm going to say because it's an amazing amount of savings which makes it would ena- which enables you to order more books. Uh-huh. See how that works? That's right. That's right. Yeah, so do it. DiscountComicBookService.com. Hey, yeah, and... Uh, Check out their selection of Ditko material. Zach, I love him and hate him at the same time because he somehow put up uh, 18 Ditko titles, some of which I've never seen before. I, I, I have to order Ditko. I have to. It's Steve Ditko. He's like royalty so you gotta order it check him out avenging world is on there there there's a, a couple of real fat Di- uh, ditko paperbacks too it's awesome stuff yeah I'm Get hopefully
2: uneducated about some of this stuff i gotta really
0: um if you're expecting amazing spider-man you will be uh very surprised at what he did after he uh
2: left well I re- I, yeah i was I, I uh i really appreciated your explanation on the uh, forms on that stuff when yeah. I yes
0: it was great don't be snarky. That's David's role. Oh, <laughs> snap.
2: Well, I got the, are you serious? But I didn't oh, get the... Yeah, are no, because be ser- you, no, you're, ser-
0: just, you're comparing Ditko to freaking cheesecake art. It's like, God. Oh, this- I'm
2: sorry for thinking that that would be a har- something that you might do, the two <laughs> no, of well,
0: nice. Far be it from me not to be attracted to naked ladies. But we're exactly. talking talking—we're talking Steve Ditko. Come on. Yeah, his but I mean, his, I, his it, path after stuff- Marvel... Pretty much mirrored that of Will Eisner. You know how Eisner was was doing the spirit, hard boiled crime, and then uh-huh. after that he did contract with God and the tenement building stories, and just those those very human, down to earth, um, almost re- reflective type stories. That's what Ditko did. But Ditko had that his very unique take on things, which Zach could explain a lot better than I. Uh, yeah, you gotta get them. Avenging World. I've wanted to read that for. 35 years and I never bought it because I was scared it's scar- it's, it scares is it scared? me it's scared. is that what oh.
2: your read is your read is uh...
0: no that's not my read my read oh. is two things one that DCBS we mentioned, get on there and pre-order "Mysteriously Unfathomable" trade paperback mm-hmm. because it is so good it make your balls shrink up. It will.
2: And you get a you get a limited edition print. Yes.
0: And if you don't have balls, you'll grow some by reading this. It's oh, unbelievable. See how
2: I did that? I'm so
0: good. And in addition to that, why don't you do yourself uh, a big favor and pick up "Red Herring" from Wildstorm if you like conspiracy theories. It's really good. It's like a reverse conspiracy theory where the the government is leaking information that, yeah, those aliens in Roswell were real, but they never were. Only because there's this entity that's trying to secure all these fat government contracts and all this technology that's bullshit just to get the company to buy into the fact that, yeah, we need to spend money on this shit. It's awesome. Got to get it.
2: Damn big business.
0: Red herring
4: it okay. just came out a couple of weeks ago one of my favorite stories from the last year year and a half was the uh, um batman the the cat and the bat from uh uh what was that uh, batman confidential, confidential yeah. uh written by Fabian Nicieza and art by Scooter the Digital. awesome 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 no. kevin McGuire. and it was one of my favorite stories that's the, in the last couple of years just came out in trade so pick up batman the cat
2: and the bat Nice. Nice. Um, read the just recently released Complete Action Philosophers. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome, and it's, uh, it's, it's all the Action Philosophers, including some new material, all rolled into one. And uh, if you don't know, now you know.
3: Now you know,
0: because Jason said so.
2: Word. Uh, mm-hmm.
3: I just finished the five part Exodus Noir story from uh, ah. Adam Xanadu. So I, this was the. Uh, the arc illustrated by uh, Michael Kaluta and uh, and I know that uh, that Amy and, and Richard are back on art. But uh, first name once is. this oh you know yeah we go way back. The, uh, I will have to go into detail on on, on this later on on this arc. But uh, but read Madame Xanadu and uh, and hit those back issue bins.
0: Nice. And Jason, one more thing before we go, I have another precursor to Deadpool, a title that paved the way. For what uh that fourth wall breaking, um acerbic kind of satirical humor, social consciousness type Deadpool. If you
2: say low, I'm gonna punch you in the face, but go ahead.
0: John Burns, She-Hulk. You wouldn't oh, ha- yeah. you, you wouldn't have Deadpool without She-Hulk. I'm well, I don't thinking. know
2: about that, but but uh, but I'd Well, see okay, well, looks well
0: looks yeah, but cool. the, I mean, yeah. even in the back of, of of creative person's mind, these things mm-hmm. take root and they, even though they're not apparent, yeah, they're there. But, yeah, I, I was just – I had one of those things. You know what? There's a lot of titles that led to Deadpool.
2: And well, I think She-Hulk was one of them. Because um, as much as I think Deadpool's a little overextended right now, it just drives me batty, uh, David, and all these people that just besmirch the man. He's hilarious, people. He and Renee, I'm going to hook you up, Renee. I'm going hook you up. <laughs> oh,
0: boy. All right. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We will talk to you next week. And in the meantime, go kiss your mama. Are you or your kids yeah. or your your wife or, or something or your
2: kids that much well, yeah well I'm scrooge not gonna mama sometimes you know
0: yep and go buy uh, Christmas presents and dump something in the toys for tots
2: uh, box there you go yeah, don't be a scrooge like Vince we I'm not don't a scrooge. Be a scrooge like Vince put pictures of your Christmas tree and whatnot not uh, on our thread yeah, yeah
0: you could do that cause we care about stuff like that yeah, I just don't like Christmas it's not a big deal forever um, see, see you later um, people okay.
2: bye
1: interrupting all programs
4: Bill of Rights, human I'm